three, two, one. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your humble Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited to feel these nipples. That boy's good. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Hey. All right. All right. All right. Welcome in, everybody. It is Tuesday, November 14th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We're coming to you from, once again, the world-famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Take accounting to a whole new level with UofL's Master's in Accounting and Analytics. In-depth data analytics courses allow you to achieve a new mastery of accounting in this AACSB-accredited program. 11-month competitive internship opportunities, and full access, not just partial access, not just a quarter access, but full access to the Becker CPA exam review. Prepare you to graduate career-ready in just 12 months. Visit business.louisville.edu to get started and learn more today. We're on the air today from 3.05 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the United States of America and beyond. You know it's better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford is here. Trevor Kelsey is here. We're excited to be with you. On a Tuesday afternoon, thanks so much for spending some time with us. TK, how are you today? I saw you walking in. You look good. You look pretty uh, spry yourself. Thank you. I appreciate that. I like how I pulled that word out of my, my rear end. Spry is a good word. You like that? Is that a word of the day? One sentence, one word of the day. You're on fire already. I can tell. I can I'm tell done. You're I'm locked out. In. See ya. I've gone for the next three hours. I can tell you're locked in. Uh, how are you? How was your Monday night? Uh, not too bad. Enjoyed a little uh, college basketball last night. Enjoyed a little uh, Disney movie last night and, and did not enjoy any NFL last night. Why not? Because I lost money on it. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, Xavier Xavier cut me even, taking them plus 16 and a half. I took them plus 16 and a half too, but I, parla- like that, I parlayed it with the under. And it was, uh, uh, it, it got me. I got greedy. Got greedy. I'm glad Sean Miller wasn't just like chucking up threes at the end and fouling, which would have cost me the line. So I, I did last night. I didn't plan on starting off like like the, the gloom and doom because yesterday's show we talked a lot about the basketball game on Friday and, and more what than, game on Friday more probably about the overall state of the basketball program than the game itself like it, it you know you knew what was going to happen it was we weren't exactly breaking down the film from Chattanooga it, it was just hey this sucks it's worse than we thought what do we do now uh, th- that wound up being kind of the entire show yesterday I don't there's so much positive happening right now with U of L athletics. It's it's one program that is weighing down the entire ship, and so I don't want to just just be just full gloom and doom. We have plenty of fun stuff to talk about when it comes to football. Women's basketball is rolling. Men's soccer is in the NCAA tournament. Volleyball is going to chase another national title. They jumped up to number four in the rankings now. Like th- th- there's so much positive stuff happening. But 
Problem is, it's basketball. I it's basketball, and now we're we're diving into an exciting time of the year. Like you know, say what you will about December, and the games typically suck for college basketball. But you know, these early season tournaments, these early season high profile matchups, like college basketball, for the most part, it does November right. And last night, you know, I I get home, my kids are playing in the basement. I go downstairs with them, turn on the TV, fire up. I, I watch the first you know few segments of St. John's, Michigan. Which until the second half was a wildly entertaining game. Yeah, you know, Martelli versus Patino, and you know the back and forth, and, and guys making shots, and tough nosed defense, and coaches screaming on the sidelines. Like it, it was great. It, it was awesome. And then watching Michi- Patino coach gave you flashbacks, didn't it? It did. And I, I told you yesterday, I thought Michigan was going to win. I, I picked Michigan money line. I did win some money there. I think. I think it's. I, I said I think it's more about Michigan than it is about St. John's. I think they'll be fine long term, but they're not quite ready yet. I think Michigan's wildly undervalued right now but so you had that going on you had you know like you said Xavier taking on Purdue you get a couple of the other Gavit games going on you have Champions Classic tonight like I did my first general college basketball radio show hit this morning this BetQL that I did all last year and like diving into some stuff reading some stuff like it made me this is the first time where I feel like I've really just embraced the season being here and kind of dove into the minutia of it all and gotten excited about some of these early season tournaments and it did make me so sad that once again like it feels like our our season's already over like we're not a part of the narrative at least in a positive way like, like we, you know, people are I guess you could say people are still talking about us but just not you know seeing all these rankings seeing all these lists seeing all these bets coming out I, I filled out my Russell Steinberg does this contest like the silver sword where you pick the winner for all of these early season tournaments that are about to go on and, and you know Seeing Louisville be one of the teams that you can pick to get like maximum points because they're such a long shot was just depressing for the Empire Classic. Like it really does. We, who has better odds, us or Shamanon winning one, like the Maui or something, if they're in it this year? I think we have slightly better odds because they're on, <laughs> the Maui field is loaded and there are eight teams there. At least, <laughs> at least it's just two it. games for us. They, 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 this is a Shamanon year, but the Maui field is freaking stacked. Well, it usually is. I mean, per, but this year, Purdue, Kansas, Marquette, Tennessee, like you've got four legit top ten squads there. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be a blast. Good for us, then I guess, huh? Well, <laughs> that's what the odds. Ended up not even being that great last year, and we still got our ass kicked three times Ugh, in historic fashion. I don't even want to think about that. I remember that. That was one of the worst nights of my watching all three of those games in a row. But all of this <laughs> is like us being so far from being in the conversation. It reinforces like why I got so mad yesterday, and why the text line gets so mad. It's not just piling on at this point. It's not just people are you know. There's an easy target, and let's all just get our licks in. It's we are desperate to get back. It, this this thing has not felt remotely like it's supposed to for the last, I mean, at least the last four years. And, and if you want to say dating back to when Rick Pitino was fired, fine, I, I can agree with you to a certain point there. Like, when is this going to get back to being our time? Like, like this was the time when Louisvilleian stepped up. The you know the Wednesday night coming home from work when it's already dark outside at 6 o'clock and then getting ready to fire up Louisville versus Syracuse or Louisville versus Duke or, or whatever the game was going to be, a big Monday game. Like, that was your reward for persevering through the dark, cold, terrible winter after Christmas time. And now it's like we're staring down these four months ahead and we're like, can football just, you know, can, can we just go right from whatever bowl game we play into spring practice? Like, it's just that there's no escape for it. I know women's basketball is a nice reprieve. Some of the other sports that I mentioned are, are fun to follow. But for God's sake, I mean – Almost everybody listening to the show, I, w- I would be willing to bet, grew up 
living and dying with Louisville men's basketball and that being sort of what we did during the winter, going to games, watching every game, seeing where we stand in the bracketology, chasing conference championships, seeing where we're going to be in the NCAA tournament, dreaming about what draw we could get. And now it's just such a – you can't even reach out and touch it. We are just in a different realm of existence, and it just sucks so much. The good news is, and you've made this point several, several times, it is much easier to have a quick turnaround now than it ever has been in college basketball, regardless of what message has been sent out there for the last couple of years. If you hire the right coach after this, we can be not Final Four good, not national title good next year, but you can be nationally relevant next season. The right coach, the right offseason players, bringing them in, all that good stuff. Like This can be a thing where we're back to having fun in a relatively short period of time. That should at least give the people hope. But for right now, this is a... It's a terrible existence. I don't. I don't wish this on. I know we have a lot of rivals out there. I don't wish this on any diehard college basketball fan to see their their team go through this. It sucks. It's terrible. Well, I wasn't a good move. Well, <laughs> you started bringing up college basketball last night, and I couldn't. Well, help yeah, it good basketball. I don't. I don't want to talk about our team. It's hard not to all bring I mean, it back. It's a Louisville show. It's hard not to bring it all back to Louisville. I mean, not? I don't know what to uh, – from your opening – by the way, I love your description of the Howe Valley. is dark and, ble- and, and bleak, but – In the winter, it is. It I mean, is am I wrong? No, you're not far off. Walking out here every night at 6 o'clock when it's, with it being pitch black is the saddest thing in the entire world. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> Second, I appreciate you telling us, despite what everyone else tells us, that you can be a quick turnaround. You can. You, you are right. There's no question. And third, yes uh, – Louisville's everything. The, the only program that really is bringing us down is the men's basketball team. Unfortunately, U of L. That's like saying the Titanic's a great ship, except for that hole that I, the, the iceberg left in it, and that's what that is. That's Louisville basketball, men's basketball. Right now is that iceberg is ripping a hole in our in our ship and bringing us down. And Kenny's Jack. It's like <laughs> the Hitler family was loaded with a bunch of good eggs, except for one. Except for that, yeah. <laughs> no one ever talks about Randolph, the charity work he did. Ted was great. <laughs> Ted. Ted. I, 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 I want to bet there was a Ted Hitler. <laughs> there you go. There's the, that's the 99% thing. Every conversation yeah. that can be had always devolves into Hitler. There it is right there. there. It is. So, yeah, that's, yeah, everyone else was great. No one talks about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how we got there. Oh, I don't either. Um, well, we're the best in the business. That's what that's that's what Kenny Payne has done to us. He's turned a, he turned a Tuesday conversation somehow comparing the basketball program <laughs> to the Titanic and Hitler. That's well, where we've come to. Well, I mean, it's not going to be Jeff. A, save us, dude. <laughs> it's not going to be a positive comparison at this point. Uh, we do have I mean, U of a football. Jeff Brom took this stage yesterday to talk to the media. Nothing crazy was said. The the only notable thing that came out of yesterday was something we already talked about on the show, which was. Mario Cristobal naming Tyler Van Dyke as the starting quarterback for for Miami on Saturday. Finishes the game is a whole other question. Much to the chagrin of Miami fans. (laughs) Now, typically, the Miami week has been interesting the last few times we've played them because, you know, Miami fans, I think nationally, there's this reputation of nobody cares down there because you watch the games and and it it looks like nobody cares. The the crowd is pretty empty. But they are, it's sort of like, like, like Clemson in terms of, what you're going to encounter when you actually go to a game is different than their online fan base, which is very rabid and very present and, and like very cocky and just downright mean. Like, I think this year is going to be a little bit different. Like, there'll be a little bit of like, we're going to beat Louisville, we're going to wreck your season, but they are so pissed off at the quarterback situation. They're so pissed off, I think, at what they deem as a lost season that could have been much, much better. And look, they have every right to believe that. If Mario Cristobal just understands basic math, 
they don't lose that game to Georgia Tech, and then who knows what happens from that point. Maybe they don't have this free fall where they lose uh, three games in a row. But like their fan base seems a little bit wounded right now. I, I wonder if that braggadociousness is, is going to come up throughout the week. But for right now, there's a, just it's kind of like a murmur talk. There's a big game for us, but for them, they're kind of like, yeah, like it'd be great to knock off a top 10 team, but we don't exactly. We're already bowl eligible, so that's not a carrot that's out there. We don't, we're not going to vault into the top 25 if we beat Louisville. So it's just kind of like a, hey, we could sort of wreck these guys' season, which is cool, but we thought that we were going to be the ones that had a top 10 ranking when this game came about. And you can kind of get why they're a little bit hurt right now. Yeah, the thing about Miami fans is, I mean, despite the fact they've had like one one relevant bowl win or even appearance in like 20 years, they still think their bleep don't stink. They really do. And it's just, I mean... God help us. I mean, I hope our hope it didn't take our, the little basketball program to take this long to, to write in the ship as it's taken Miami to do, and which has been, like I said, going on 20 years now uh, since pretty much the second season of Larry Coker. You can sort of get it, though, because when they've been good, they've been dominant. And, and like, yeah, and, that and, type and, and of they cockiness. last for about three years, three yeah. to four-year stretch I mean, at the most. I mean, you've had documentaries made about your program, multiple documentaries. Like, the best, you have really. a very recognizable brand. I can see why, you know, e- even though they haven't been remotely what they were during those stretches for the last really decade and a half. More than that, I get you're right. It's like, funny how they hate Notre Dame, but yet their fan bases are very similar if you think about it. Notre Dame's done more than they have in recent years, too. Well, And still. Yeah, they've but been, they're, they're, They've at least been to the playoff. Miami hadn't flirted with the playoff. That's true. Well, I mean, I don't know if you want to... Did they really appear there? But then they kind of got manatee-tailed when they were there anyway. Well, that was the BCS title game. They've also <laughs> oh, okay, been to the playoffs since then. Yeah, you're right. Which okay. didn't go much better for them, but still. The, the Miami, I think, went, I think Rick went to like the Orange Bowl or Fiesta Bowl one year, I think. And other than that, they haven't been anything since... The early Larry Coker years. No, they haven't done anything. But they yeah. still like. But you can see why they have would have that. Sort of like Indiana basketball. Like, like when yeah. they've been good, they've been really, really good. And that type of cockiness and that type of confidence is going to carry for a, a long time. Like I get it. That said, though, and I know there's so much on the line with this this game. And my obviously with Louisville's future. I mean, you the ACC. You know, you want to clinch. Have no worries with tiebreakers. You want to obviously keep maybe limited to one loss and just keep the winning. But. I don't know. I mean, we haven't really talked about as much, and it's because maybe we haven't really broken down into the game yet. But to me, I just I also I want to be able to say we won the inaugural Howard Snowberger game. We have not talked about the, uh, the the boots. Yeah, and I mean, this is like you only win the first one once. I mean, granted, I'd like to keep winning it after the first one, but you only win that first one once. That's right, Kentucky. Remember that. And not in football and basketball. I was going to say. <laughs> I thought you were saying the, the other thing. I was like, wait, hold on a second. Now we're going back to basketball. Now back I, to football. I, I was literally just like, let him cook. It's fine. Don't No reason to point it out. Germans? <laughs> let him go. He's on a roll. Uh, but but you got to So I mean, there's. I know I know. we talk about, we'll, we'll get into it. I'm sure some people will text about it as we got closer into the game. But. I mean, that's, that's to me, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it means a little bit to me, a little bit. You know, it means something to me. And I'm sure it's going to mean something to Jeff as well. It does. It, I, I was kind of bummed with the new scheduling model that we're not going to play Miami every year now because that was a, a big part of the reason why they introduced the trophy was because this is going to be an annual series. But we will play them each of the next two years. So it's not like, you know, we're going to play them now and whoever wins gets the boots for like five years. Like, we'll see them in Louisville next season. We'll go back down to uh, Miami uh, in two years, in 2025, and then I think we get a year off before we play them uh, again in Miami in 2027, which kind of sucks. But, like, this should be the start of something kind of cool. I, I don't know. We're never going to approach Florida State or, or Florida, some of these other teams, as a, and we a rival. I mean, it's, yeah. But it's, it is nice to kind of have somebody else in the conference that we have a little something going with because, you know, 
back in the day, Cincinnati, it, it was fun to have that secondary rivalry game where you had the trophy every single year. I mean, it, hell, it was fun winning it last year in the bowl game. I'm glad that we're kind of bringing that back and at least starting to try something new with the, with, with a different opponent because Lord knows finding a rival in the ACC has not been easy to come by. No, we've been what, almost 10 years and we still don't have one. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess, I mean, it's one of those like we consider Clemson one, but they don't like, uh, they don't consider us one type of things, unfortunately, which is sad because that's usually what we do in basketball. Yeah. We also, I mean, I heard Jeff talk about this yesterday at his press conference, like, which is going to be talked about more as the week goes on. We've never won in Miami. 06 and 1, I believe, is our all time record in games played at Miami. We've come close several times. Uh, most game doesn't count. Most notably in 2004. No, we've never beaten Miami in Miami. That's. Where was the Teddy Bridgewater Bowl? Russell Athletic Bowl. I mean, I'm talking about a road game against Miami. I know. Miami. That's what I'm saying. Bowl yeah. games. And that's what I was joking. I think about. the Russell Athletic Bowl was in Orlando. Oh, I think you might be right, actually. Yeah. But we've yeah, we've never Lord beaten enough. them in, on the road, which would be a, a nice little thing to have. I also loved, I, I didn't catch this yesterday. I was reading the transcript this morning and posted the, the, it on Card Chronicle. But Jeff is so, I, I think, unwilling to like get excited about stuff or like just jump ahead. He got asked a question about, if you guys win this game, like you're going to Charlotte, you're, you're going to play for a conference championship, and he like wasn't willing to admit it. He like I don't know. He's like, well, I'm not sure of all the scenarios out there. Like, like, like he was he wasn't going to trust any reporter with with what they said. Like he's like, ah, I'm not I'm not, I'm not counting my eggs before they hatch. Like it's like no no no. If we win, we're in. <laughs> Nothing else has to happen. We don't have to beat UK. We don't have to have anybody else lose. Like it's very simple. You you win this game. We're the only seven in one team. We're going to Charlotte. And Jeff was like, yeah, I don't know about that. But uh, you know, it's 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 a big game for a I lot. Believe of me when I see it. I mean, I respect it. Like he's he's like, you know, I, I I don't trust you. I don't trust anybody. I don't read anything. I'm focused on beating Miami. Whatever happens after that happens. Like we just want to get the dub. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that too. It would be nice to maintain like crazy dreams, and, and we'll see tonight. The college, new college football playoff rankings will come out. There's some thought that maybe. A two-loss team or two could jump us in the in the rankings after we looked a little vulnerable against Virginia. If that does happen, then I think you can you, you're like okay, like we had a very slim chance already. That slim chance just got a whole lot worse. Like if we fall behind Missouri or you know, Penn State stayed in front of us or, or somebody else jumped us, I'd be like, man, this is, it yeah. might suck. But here's the thing: but I, all I, I know though is we if we beat handle our business and beat Miami, beat Kentucky, and then beat Florida State. It's going to be hard not to let us move up above a two-team team when we get a four-state win on a resume. I think we would, but I think it would also be just solid indication that like a better two-loss team that could fall that's currently above us would still get in. Like you know, who's a two-loss team that would that would jump us? Oregon State, maybe. Missouri is the one that I think would because they, they've got what four top twenty-five wins, but they've only got one loss, don't they? They've got two losses. Oh, they have to. Oh, you're right to do. I'm saying they had one for some reason, and they did beat Kentucky, which is a huge deal. We're not getting jumped by 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 Satterfield's replacement. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Missouri people would talk about Ole Miss. You know, doesn't have a you know they got blasted by Georgia, but you know, it's Georgia. They still have arguably a better resume than us. So, but we'll see tonight. The new CFP rankings will come out at seven o'clock. I still think that they'll keep us at at nine. I think that we'll I mean not keep us. They'll jump us up to nine, and we'll fall where we are in both the AP and the coaches poll as the lowest ranked one loss team, which I'm fine with. I get that. I understand it. But if you stay at nine and you win this game on Saturday, not only does it lock up a bid in the conference championship game, but you still get to kind of do the, like, hey, you know, if Texas loses, that, that would be kind of good for us. If, if Oregon loses, that would be kind of good for us. And while I think every Louisville fan recognizes how much of an outside shot this is, it's still fun. Like, like 
it is fun as hell seeing all these national college football accounts that are doing these hypotheticals where it's like, if Alabama does this and they've got one loss and Louisville does this, like which team is going to go to the playoff? And everybody's like, get Louisville out. Just like see ourselves in that conversation in the middle of November is something that we have not experienced in a long, long time. It is, see, and God knows it's fun. There was a, I don't remember who it was, CBS or Yahoo. I don't know which which talking head it was that posted on their Twitter, but the graphic of the bowl predictions, and right there was Ohio State versus Louisville for the Orange Bowl. Yeah. I mean, I, it moved a little bit. I know. I saw it. I was like, yeah, I mean, that's just awesome. Seeing all that stuff, I mean, I, I saw the one, I can't remember what the exact hypothetical was, but he had like, you know, if it's a one-loss Louisville, a one-loss Alabama, undefeated Georgia, and, and you know somebody like somebody like Oregon, like which of these teams is left out? And like, uh, you know, understandably, a lot of people in the comments are like Louisville's gone, Louisville's gone. And I was like, I don't even care if they're saying Louisville's the worst out of those five teams. Just to be talked about in these terms is such a a far cry from what where we've been the last few years. Isn't that the crap we heard at the Orange Bowl, how we were the worst team down in in the in the, yeah. in, in the and what do we do? It's just it, it's, we handled our business. It's so fun to just be in this conversation. I mean, I, I saw another one today that was like happiest fan bases in college football so far, and it's got the little Louisville logo right next to Jed Fish in Arizona, by the way. And I was like, "You're damn right." West Coast Brom, well, just the East Coast Jeff and the West Coast Jeff, just combining to make their fan bases so happy. <laughs> A Jeff divided cannot stand amongst <laughs> Jed and Jeff. They're, they're, it's, it's, it's a national championship just waiting to happen. The only, the, only, the only variable is time. I sent you a a, a quick clip, if okay, you can pull that up real quickly. But today, yeah, yeah. we found out that uh, Ron English, a guy who looked, let's be real, when Ron English was, you know, when he was coming here with the defense that, that had been at Purdue and been you know, kind of okay, kind of been whatever, like, there was some apprehension. I had some apprehension. I mean, he, he was a guy who was here under Steve Cragthorpe. That alone gives you PTSD. He then went on to be a head coach and did not have a ton of success. He is currently, just named today, one of the 53 nominees for the the Art Bryles Award, which goes to the best assistant coach in college football. And for all the attention that Jeff has gotten, and Lord knows it's been deserved, we probably should be talking a little bit more about Ron English and the job that he's done, because this defense is is the reason why we are 9-1. The, the offense has certainly had its moments, but this has been a defense-led team, and I don't think anybody well, yeah. predicted that when we hired Jeff Brom. And I don't think anybody predicted that when we looked at what the actual roster was going into the season. But I thought yesterday during his media availability, Ron English had maybe the best sort of uh, snippet. I, I really enjoyed hearing him, him him say this. It's about 30 seconds long. Here's Ron English from yesterday. I kind of look at us like that. We're still kind of, you know, not the biggest brand in this league or even the country as it pertains to college football. But we, in our minds, we are. And we are going to play with anybody. And we're going to work as hard as anybody in these offices. And we're going to compete when we get out there. So, we, you know, we, we still feel like we're helping Louisville become uh, bigger. I don't think that there's anything. I'm a little low. Sorry about that. You're, you're fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with, with saying that. Like, he's totally right. Like, the Louisville no. brand. We've been talking about us taking the next step as a, as a program for a long time. And I think for, you know, when we had Petrino the first time and we go from John L., which gets us to a certain point, and then we get Petrino and he goes 11-1 and one in his second year. Then we make the jump to the Big East, which has access to the BCS and like a legitimate path to a national title at that point in time. You know, we're like, here we go. Like Louisville football has arrived. We're, we're the new program. We're going to be here for a long time. And then Petrino bolts and Steve Cragthorpe comes and we hit rock bottom. Charlie Strong builds it back up, then he bolts. 
Petrino 2.0 has his moments, but we're never really where we thought we could be when we made the jump to the ACC. Like all this to say, Louisville is still very much looked at as a brand that, hey, every now and then you're going to hear from them and then they're going to go away for a little bit and then they'll be back and they'll be pretty good and they'll be fun. Ron English wants to, and, and Jeff Brom want to make this more of a sustained thing, w- want to make the brand one that you look at and think they're going to be in the top 25 every year. They're going to flirt with the playoff a, a solid amount of time. And I think it's fine to say that. Like, we are not the biggest brand in college football. They want to take us a step further. And hey, so far, so good. Go with it. Everybody's got to start somewhere. Damn right. I, I love that you're also hearing, like, when the coaching staff on the football side of things talks about how you know, no one's going to outwork us, players and coaches, you believe them. Right, like, like I genuinely feel like they're all putting in the work. I feel like this is all genuine. When you hear it with some other programs, I, I think you're like, okay, BS. Like, like I'm, I'm not exactly buying it because it sure doesn't look like anybody's working that hard right now. Like, I, I, I truly believe this coaching staff is giving everything they've got right now this program because you've got guys who know exactly how much this means. And I know Kenny Payne knows exactly what it means to Louisville, but does he? I, I'm comparing. I'm more comparing this staff to the last staff, which I think I don't think it was filled with like lazy people or anything like that. I just think that they never really embraced who we are and what we're about. And it's impossible for this coaching staff not to because even the guys that weren't Louisville born and bred or that didn't go to U of L, like Garrett McGee's been here before. Ron English has been here before. It, like they know what this program is, they know what it can be. And, and Chris Barclay, I mean, did not play here, but he grew up here, with, dreamed of playing at the University of Louisville. And he teared up talking about how I, having access to the facilities every single day was my dream growing up, and now I've got it. Like, this all means something to this entire staff. And, like, when they say stuff, I don't feel like it's fake juice. I, I feel like it's genuine, and it's why I think we're going to be good, not just this year, but for the foreseeable future with Jeff Brom and company that, at the helm. And this is why we all wanted Jeff Brom so much, is it not? I mean, I begged for him for years. We knew it would work. We knew it. And if Jeff, I trust if Jeff told me the ocean was orange and the sky was red, I'd believe him. Take a break. When we come back, a couple other ins and outs from the uh, the, the last 24 hours in the world of college basketball and college football. A couple of UofL notes as well. We'll get TK's thoughts. We'll get him off the beaten path. It's fun watching well. Zach Eady play. It's fun to watch a good big man play in college basketball. He's very tall. He's very, <laughs> he's very tall. We'll take a break. We'll come back here. It's more of the Mike Rutherford Show up next here on 1450 The Big X. Honey Baked Ham in New Albany is the perfect spot for a healthy alternative to fast food. They group. MacGyver wasn't in the 90s? Uh, you know, it might have been. MacGyver was in the 90s. It might have run through the 90s. It started in the 80s, though. So yeah, I, MacGyver was fantastic. I, I forget even Murder, She Wrote went to like 94. Yeah. Which just baffles me still, because when you watch the ones that were in the 90s, it still looks like the, 80, the early 80s. It does. Yeah, MacGyver went from 85 to 92. 
Okay. I just, yeah. I, God, what a long run. I always, some, a lot of the shows that I love that were like 80 shows, I forget they did go into like the early 90s sometimes. 902 and 0 also fans. 902 and 0 was, yeah, that's, that, that's all. That's, that Donna started Martin. in like 92, right? Uh, I want to say earlier than that. I want to say like it was like 90 or 89. I, you, might, you might be right, actually. Donna Martin graduates. <laughs> Who was your favorite uh, character on 90210? Um, Brandon. You're Brandon. <laughs> Brandon guy. He's was, perfect. I, I, was, I, was, I was. You David? No, no. God, I hated David. You, I can see you being a David. I was still mad at David when he, when, when he let his friends get shot. I was like, come on, man. David was such a loser. I was just because you, you just turned your buddy down because you, you got to hook up with Tori Spelling. <laughs> because you thought it made you cool. <laughs> I'm all about Luke, man. <laughs> Come on, Dylan. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you know his name? Come on. <laughs> hey, his son's in AEW. That's of. right. That's right. He's he's currently suspended. Wow. Le- le- legit suspended because of a uh, CM Punk incident. He came out in um, October of 1990. There you go. I did see that Joey Tata passed away recently. I remember that it was a my buddy Danny was was just shocked. He, he Joey Tata was his idol. Who, of course, was the, uh, the the peach pit owner, Nat. Okay, I was going to say, I was like, you had me. I was like, who's Joey Tata? Joey, you don't remember the intro? Like, and Joey Tata. I Nat. <laughs> no peach pit. He, I, I enjoyed Nat as a character. I didn't, he didn't need his own storylines. Like, when it got to the point where it's like, <laughs> hey, Nat can't read. I'm like, I don't care. I'm sorry. He runs the, he runs the peach pit. What does he need to read for? Yeah, just give me, <laughs> I need Nat for like 2% of the show. Just get him out of here. I mean, the same was was Nat looked about the same age as the uh, what was what was what was Brandon's friend the uh, ran the newspaper. Oh, the the one who was really old. Yeah, she's like she's forty two, <laughs> and she actually was too. Like, you know, usually like when when you say that, they they, they ends up being like they're all sort of the same age. Like she was uh, Andrea. Andrea, like, thank the you. The woman yeah. who played her was like twenty eight when she started the show. Everyone else was like twenty one. Melrose Place versus Now Two Which one do you take? Now Two and Zero. close. <sighs> I never really watched Melrose Place. I, oh, I did. I, you didn't. I, I wasn't. You didn't have to even Jerry Seinfeld me. I was going to admit it. One of the, my favorite memories. So my buddy, one, one of my best friends, Jim, got married in Lexington, and he was like obsessed with uh, with Steve Sanders growing up. Like loved Nano Two and O. Like loved Ian Ziering. And we're at this hotel where we all stayed before the day was winning. We're like going out. We're getting ready to like drink a little bit in the hotel before we go over out for like the rehearsal and stuff. And we walk through the lobby. Ian Ziering's just sitting there. <laughs> the guy who played Steve, I was like, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I was like, Jim, go talk to me. Like, I'm not gonna talk to him. I'm too nervous. I was like, it's your wedding day, and Steve Sanders is here for God's sake. Step <laughs> up. <laughs> this is a sign. And he's 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 had a very blessed what, marriage. What was the name of Steve Sanders' like mom show? When his mom show that was like popular is how he had it like he he was why he's rich. Yeah. Uh what was she was like on like a like a uh it was like a Brady bunch like rip. She was Samantha Sanders. Yeah. Was her name. Um I don't remember what her show was. Remember, wasn't it like a Brady Bunch ripoff though? No idea. Kind of. I'm seeing if I could find Hartley House. That sounds like it could be something. That yeah. I don't know how to look that up. I don't know where like where to like Google like Steve Sanders' mom. Samantha Sanders show nine zero two one zero. Um, I think you might be right on that house because it was some. It was something along that line. Had generic name. She's an actress and the former star of the Hartley House TV yeah, program. Look at you pulling that wow. out. Your your Ian Z- uh, Z- uh, your Steve Sanders story is probably better than mine. The last, my favorite of his was I think it was the second time I ever went to Vegas, um, and this was I guess you know early two thousands, like maybe two thousand two two thousand three, and I just remember we're getting off the plane and like we're walking up and I look oh like there's this giant poster 
And this is before he got back to like the Sharknado fame, you know, obviously. Yeah. And there's this big poster. And it's like a Chippendale poster, and it's him <laughs> with like all these other dudes. And it was like the the Ian's what was what was his real name? Uh, Ian uh, Ian Zering. Ian Zering. Like the Ian, Ian Zering Chippin all male Chippin. I'm like, wow. I was like, some a he's kept in shape, and b someone has fallen from grace. <laughs> but also good for you. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, I mean, there's gonna be a lot worse things you can be doing in life right now. You're doing fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're, what's Jason Priestley doing? Um, good question. I don't know. What did he do other than Tombstone? Anyway, he didn't do much. He, he played the he feminine was, guy in Tombstone, and that's it. He was pretty typecast after an honesty went out. <laughs> yeah, poor, yeah, sorry, poor dude. It's tough for him to get word. Him and Brian Austin Green, the ref lives. We've been kind of ba- d- uh, bouncing back and forth between football and basketball talk today. And not a two and zero. And not a two and zero. The important stuff. <laughs> the holy trinity of Louisville and, and the Titanic and Hitler. <laughs> I don't know if you saw, so uh, Louis Rabot, who, who has a horse racing guy, he has a show now on um, on 680, he put in a FOIA request. He did what Nick Coffey did last year. I saw this. is great. FOIA I mean, request great, for, because you know, UofL has an announced attendance. It includes, the announced attendance, I don't know if people still like ask this question, the announced attendance is sold tickets. So if you, every season ticket holder is going to be counted in the attendance for every single home game. So, like, Louisville's never going to have an announced tenants that is less than, like, 9,000 because they have so many season tickets sold, exactly. so many that go to corporations, but it is not the announced number is not scan tickets. So, Louisville knows the number of scan tickets. They don't announce it. <laughs> They're like, hey, we're, we're talking sold tickets. So, I think the first game of the year against UMBC, they announced an attendance of, like, 11,000 some odd, and then against Chattanooga, the announced tenants was 10,000 and change. And anybody who had eyes could see that this is not a – there are not 10,000 people in that building. So Louis Rubeau put in a FOIA request with UofL to get the information for how many scan tickets were for both games. UMBC, 5,812 scan tickets. Chattanooga, 5,796 scan tickets. It didn't go down that far. You think it would have gone up after UMBC win, though? Trev, that is horribly, horribly depressing. That is, yeah, it's... I mean, I don't want to make you feel sadder, but there's a good chance about 75% of the games in high school games in Southern Indiana will get it that many people, if not more. I think you're probably right. Yeah, I mean, not just Southern Indiana, the whole state. Yeah, I mean, at least in a, and I'm just kidding, in gyms that would hold it. God, I, which, unfortunately for us in this scenario, Southern Indiana has m- multiple gyms that can hold that many people. They do, yeah. Um, that's just less than six thousand people for the first two games. Like before, things have even gone off the rails. Did we do this? With, did, did someone do this with last year's team as well? I mean, with the yeah, Nick Coffee did, and it was like I think the average tennis was like we only had two games where there were actually more than ten thousand tickets scanned. I'm sure that was Clemson, Clemson, and, and I, I, I mean I can't remember the other one. It was another yeah, big game, maybe, Duke, maybe or something. I, that's what it was, and, yeah. and and I think the average was around like seven thousand plus, which is bad. It's going to be worse this year. I will say, like, it, it made me go back and dig up the quote that I was talking about yesterday with Daryl Griffith when, at the introductory press conference for, for Kenny Payne, I remember Eric Crawford saying that Griffith, like, leaned over to him and whispered, like, no more 10,000 people at games, quote, or whatever. And I went back and looked it up, and this was the actual quote that Griffith said about Kenny Payne. He checks all the boxes, and he gets us back to where we need to be the quickest. I think that Kenny has more of an opportunity at this university that he will – I have anywhere else to make an impact. People look at him as a coach. I know he's going to be a great coach, but the economic impact you'll have at the university right away, yeah, won't be no more 6,000 people at the game. 
He's part of our blood. For the first time when Kenny becomes the coach, he'll be part of our legacy that we all created here. Well, he wasn't wrong. I was going to say, hey, don't take my joke. He, well, he, he made it on Twitter. Yeah, All right. Got there first. Damn it. I need to get into social media. Crazy. It's really there are no more 6,000 people Sweeping the nation. And he's made he's made an impact, uh, financial impact as well. He has done that. Now the whole getting back where we want to be process is, is swing and a miss there. But every, everything else is technically okay. No, he, swung, yeah, he did swing and miss on the whole good coach part too. But You kind of forget to reading that quote and then looking at some of the comments that were made under Crawford's initial tweet, that a big portion of the selling point for Kenny Payne initially from some people within the fan base was how quickly he could get us back, that he could do this faster than like Scott Drew or Mick Cronin or somebody like that, like because he was going to go out there and get the best players right away. Like, well, if you get Kenny Payne, boom, we're back in year one. And then Kenny Payne comes here and everybody's like, well, it's going to be a slow build. It's going to be terrible early on. Like, you got to see what he's building. I'm like, well, that wasn't exactly what you said back then. We're seeing it. We, yeah, and, and and now here we are, and it's like, well, it seems like it's the all-is-lost moment is already here, and we're two games into year two. But, uh, it wasn't even a slow build for Denny, and he didn't have the, the same advantages that Kenny had. It, and it is horribly – I mean, those numbers alone in any situation would be horribly depressing, but you look at that first game against UMBC, like, we honored the life of Denny Crump, like the most instrumental, the most important figure – in this basketball program that means so much to so many people in the city, and still people were like, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I can't do it. I'm not going to give up my entire evening, shell out 300 bucks for you know, tickets, dinner, parking, all that stuff to go watch this basketball team. We did get 16 more people than we did at Chattanooga. We did. And, and I do. Legitimately 16, actually. I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the number. That's, that's out there. If you... I wonder what the number would have been for the season opener if you don't lose to Kentucky Wesleyan. Because it wouldn't have been sky high or anything like that. But I think it would have been better. The Wesleyan loss, because you know you beat Simmons College by 41, and even though Simmons College is Simmons College, you could sit back and say, like, hey, we won a basketball game against another group of human beings by 41 points. That alone is improvement. And if you've beaten Wesleyan by 15-20, I think people would be like, okay, let's see what we got in year two. I'm still a little apprehensive. I'm still a little pessimistic. But... I'm at least going to show up and see. I think the the Wesleyan game for a lot of people was like, there's just there's no hope here. And that first number, while again, while it would not have been great, regardless, I, I think it's reflective of that fact. I, I do, do you think it had been over seven thousand? Maybe. I, I mean, just for the the, the I mean, Denny Crum factor like 1200 alone. More. I mean, got... I mean, think about it. Like, we're honoring Denny Crum's life, like his existence. We're, we're giving a seat to him. We're doing the, all these special celebrations, and we couldn't have six thousand people show him up. Plenty of seats, actually. We could, I mean, you could have like you know, ten years ago. We could have, you ready for this? We could have honored Hitler, and we would have like 20,000 people at the game. Not for Hitler, but because they care about Louisville basketball that much. Second, We're going to work Hitler into every single segment today. That's the, the Mike Rutherford Tuesday show. Yeah, but guaranteed. we did get recognition to Ted Hitler. Well, Ted could have gotten recognized too. His community work. It's just like those numbers. Imagine telling 2013 Trevor or 2003 Trevor or any year in the 90s Trevor that we were going to have less than. 13,000 combined people at our oh, first no. two games. Yeah, he would have. Here's the thing. That's a crazy thing. Like, I didn't, I didn't go to get to go to a lot of, I didn't go to a lot of football games when I was young. I didn't go like my first one to like 93 other than the bowl game. 
uh, at home. But basketball, I never got to really go to specifically because it was always hard to get tickets. Like, yeah. I didn't, and I know a lot of people are always like, oh, my family had season, grew up with season tickets. I think, didn't you tell me yours did or something? No, but my friends did. Like, that, oh, okay. that was the only way that I got to go is my yeah. friends who had season tickets. If like one of their, their brothers couldn't go, I was going to go with them. And I, I never, and, 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 you know, I, I never got to go. I mean, I, I think I said, I don't remember who that was. Is when they retired the four jer- the, the jerseys, gripping them, I think it was against Arizona State. It was like my first game I ever went to. And that was in like 93, 94. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I it was, it was hard. You couldn't, you couldn't get tickets. And I just remember I, I was still going with this one girl that had season, her parents said season tickets. She's like, oh, yeah, let's go to a couple games. I'm like, I love you. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even really want to be in this relationship. I'll stay in it. For the season tickets. It was a huge deal. And they were good tickets. So, I mean, a lot better than her. So, I just, I just, yeah, that's, I, yeah, to tell me that, yeah, you tell 15-year-old Trevor that you're going to get 5,000 people and you could just walk, I'm like, you're insane. Yeah. And then he's, you're also going to tell 15-year-old Trevor about, you know, cell phones, internet, and marijuana. Well, that's not, different. You know, we'll be like, wow, wow, so things aren't all bad, right? I mean, like, like I said yesterday, <laughs> if you saw 13,000 people attending a UofL basketball home game, it didn't matter the opponent. Like, something had to have gone horribly wrong. Like, there had to have been an earthquake, there had to have been a snowstorm. That I do like people got locked out. Like it used to be anything lower than nineteen thousand, whether it was the Yum Center or Freedom Hall, was just a shock. And now we're sitting here talking about two combined games, not even getting to thirteen thousand. It's just sad. It's insane. It's crazy. The other thing that came out uh, last night that people are reacting to. So Arkansas got a little bit of a scare uh, in their game last night, and I guess they just showed more Louisville tape. They should have, but well, they actually won. They they beat Old Dominion by nine. Uh, and L. Ellis came to the rescue late. And I was like, hey, by the stats, it looked like he had a good game. But he ended up, according to the Arkansas official Twitter account, L. Ellis became the first player in Arkansas history since, uh, since 1996 to score at least 17 points, have at least eight assists, and have zero turnovers in a game. No! Yes, he, oh, and he's only the second person ever to do it, along with Jalen Tate. Uh, both within the first month of playing for Arkansas at the okay. time, he had 17 points, eight assists, no turnovers last night. Running the show for the race. I'm not. I'm not like doing the shock you know business because he's the first Arkansas player since '96. I'm. I'd love to maybe take a shot in the dark. That could have been maybe. I just said it was Jalen Tate. Oh, oh, you did. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought I didn't. I, I still. I'm, my mind like went, went blank after you said he had zero assists. Too zero much for your, Too much for you to handle. Yeah, my, it just it shut down for a second. Even in a even in a, a fast paced offense, he still have zero turnovers. Trevor, he now at Arkansas through three games Ugh. has. I mean, it's seventeen assists and four turnovers. I'm glad for him. I am a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with it. A little bit. I, uh, there, I, there's a little bit. There's a little bit of ex, ex girlfriend envy there. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think that was the problem. No, and I didn't think he was the problem at the time. I, yeah, that's just. I mean, seventeen turnovers or seventeen assists, four turnovers. Averaging twelve point seven points per game. God, if Withers is to straighten his act, and the, the mafia has no excuse. He's shooting fifty three percent from the field. Good, I'm glad he deserves. He deserves to get good Walton crowds. And, I also and, saw last night, like rubbing it, and this was not a, a, a Kenny Payne thing because this player was gone before then. But I also saw that Josh Nickelberry is five of seven from three so far for Florida State this year. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. There's like we watched this man miss. He's going to drop. He's at Florida State. He's going to drop thirty on us. We watched this man miss eighty five wide open threes in a year and a half when he was here. Now he's shooting seventy percent from three for Florida State. There's no way. How's our uh, how's our how's our our guy up in uh, UMass? 
Oh, I kind of forgot about Matt Cross. Yeah. So did you, because I could tell you didn't know his God, name. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> you caught on that, huh? <laughs> you, picked up, you picked up on that little... Uh, How's my guy up you there? You picked up on that pronoun game I was playing right there, huh? How's my guy? Oh, boy. You're not How's my like, dude doing? <laughs> he's averaging 13 and a half points, five rebounds, and two assists per game. I mean, I... I'm I'm happy. I guess I just I'm more. I'm, I'm happy still alive. We didn't think he'd make it past the first three weeks of the season. Scored 19 last night against Quinnipiac. Uh, had was six of nine from the field. Five rebounds, two assists, no turnovers. Noah Suddenly, still sucks, right? Who? Uh, what, what was the guard from Florida we had? Noah. Uh, Noah Lock. Well, he was no, good for Providence last year. Yeah, he, he's out of eligibility. He's done. Yeah. But are you sure? He's done. Just <laughs> uh, not Arkansas. So we know Sidney Curry had a big game. He had yeah, 17 he points and, and nine rebounds a couple nights ago for Grand Canyon. <laughs> I have no idea. Seriously, through our ex players now. <laughs> Fabio Basile. <laughs> like, I have no idea. What if I just pulled it up? He's like averaging 27 a game. He's not, thankfully. <laughs> well, where did he go again? He went to UT Arlington. UT Arlington. He, is, uh, he, he played two minutes the last game, did not score. He had six points in their first game, also against Oral Roberts. So he is. I mean, remember when people were like, "Fabio's got to play more." That's the key to the season. I'm wow, like, I was like, I don't know if Fabio is going to save this. Couldn't hurt. He's now getting. <laughs> he's now getting two minutes a game at UT Arlington. I think that that. Who's our last guy? Is at La Tech? Who was uh, De- uh, Ree? I'd be willing to bet Devin Ree is not playing much either. Who didn't play much at Louisville either? So, uh, Devin Ree is at La Tech. You're correct. Yeah, I knew I, that. Look, oh, I stand corrected. He scored 18. Well, 18 points against Lyon, a Division three team I in the first game. Wobbed. That's still a step up. They played Colorado State in their only other game. He played 12 minutes, scored four points. So he is technically averaging 11 points per game and two rebounds. But <laughs> I don't think that's going to last. Yeah, well, neither is Kenny Payne. North Carolina's got a big game tonight. Um, <laughs> Withers is the only, the only one they're holding their hat on. Jalen Withers is, <laughs> has, has four points in both of his first two games for North Carolina. Uh, but they 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 have uh, somebody decent tonight. Um I take it back. They've got UC Riverside next up. I thought they had played. Some that could game. be DC. You don't know that. Yeah, they play Tennessee in a couple weeks. That'll be a good game. Couldn't Tennessee have a big game tonight? Tennessee plays. No, uh, I was thinking of they Illinois. play Wofford. But no, they, I was thinking Illinois Marquette. Illinois Marquette yeah. tonight will be a big one. We got the Champions Classic coming up tonight. I had the orange in my mind. I mean, this is a, this is a, like I said, like this is a good night of basketball. Next week is obviously one of the better weeks of the entire season with all the. Maui Invitational and Battle for Atlantis, Empire Classic, all that good stuff happening. There's a lot of good games tonight. Yeah, it's, I mean, Duke-Michigan State will be the first game. I do feel bad. I was listening to KRC a little bit this morning after dropping the kids oh. off at school, and, and they were, like, I, I love I love the dichotomy. Like, TJ is is like, it's Champions Classic night. I mean, this is a huge opportunity for, for Kentucky to, to prove that they're, you know, they're back, and new Cal is back to being old Cal, and they're playing the number one team in the country, for God's sake, on ESPN. And TJ's like, Roush, are you ready? And Roush's like, well, like, yeah. It's a late game. And they both were like, oh, it's so late. Like, I was, we were thinking I about know it last night. Yeah. They were like, you know, last night we're getting ready to go to sleep and it's 945. And Hannah's like, you know, think about it tomorrow. They won't have even tipped off. And I was like, oh, why do you say that? And like, I was like, this is such a like, like young dad comment. I was like, I get it. Trust me, I get it. But for God's sake, you're playing the number one team in the country right now. I, I heard it I wanted to shake them and do the Billy Madison. You got to cherish it. You know how much we would give to be a top 20 team playing a number one? I would If they tipped off at 1 a.m., I'd be jacked for it. Get out of here. Wake up, Roush. Well, let me sh- I'll make you feel better, but the way that these games usually go, it's going to be probably ten thirty by the time they do tip. That's what I'm saying. Like you know, it will be so late. Oh, it will be. So you've got Duke, Michigan State will be the first game and at I wonder, seven o'clock. I wonder the closest to nine thirty those champion classics have ever actually tipped off at. Yeah, it's. I mean, <laughs> if they ever, I don't know. I'd be curious if they've ever tipped off at four ten o'clock sometimes. Uh, 
that will be a fun game. You mentioned Marquette number four in the country on the yeah. road, taking on Illinois at eight o'clock on yeah. FS1. It'll be Illinois a staggered tip time. And then Kentucky, Kansas will be nine thirty. Iowa Creighton is at ten o'clock. Um, and there's one other game that I thought was, was uh, Texas A&M on the road against SMU. Like I'm a big believer in Buzz Williams' team this year. He always has one great season right before he leaves somewhere. I think he kills it at A&M this year and then takes another job. Uh, maybe Louisville. And that'll be fun to watch. But the the one because the show that I did this morning was like their sort of gambling angles. And you know I don't, I don't I just recently started gambling on normal games. But they're like, what do you like to play? I, I looked this up. So because I don't know if it's because of the defenses being a little slow at the beginning of the year or you know this new block charge rule, which I love, which is trying to cut down on these egregious offensive foul calls. You're, you're seeing a lot of offense so far this season. Not a lot of turnovers. In the 13 games that we've had so far that have pitted power conference team versus power conference team, 10 of them have hit the over. I think the over-underline for Kentucky-Kansas right now is 147.5. I don't know what UK is going to do against Kansas. I think that they're, look, they, they don't have a big man. They're going up against Hunter Dickinson. That could be, that's tough. I think the over is going to hit tonight. That's my biggest bet for tonight. Okay. I'm all in on it. I might have to be thinking you have had you have. Uh, I was gonna say take that advice street, from someone yeah. who went O for the weekend, but I did give you. A- Don't listen to me. I've I've made it perfectly clear. Weekday Trevor is not the same as weekend Trevor. <laughs> He's just locked. Like in. there's week weekday Trevor. Even I, I even bet last night. I was like the Bills. I'm like. Josh Allen, and 75% of the times he wins, he wins by 10 points or more. You did. I, I bet on that well, solely because you said that. 25% of the time he loses. <laughs> I, I bet that game at the last second just because you said that. Like, what right a, a crappy way to lose that game, too. What a horrible pass interference call. Did you? That was bad, but I mean, the, the 12 men on the field. I know. Which, by the way, I love how people immediately blame DeMar Hamlin. They're like, it was DeMar Hamlin was the 12th man. Wow. All the footage shows him on the sidelines as the play is happening. Wow. Like, Can not give the guy a break? How different being a 12th man makes. He went from being like the hero comeback to like, get off the field. Well, he wasn't on the field. He, oh. just, he got blamed. Everyone was like, DeMar Hamlin was the 12th man out there. Like, he was on the sidelines. They showed him. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was a that was a terrible. I did like watching. I just kept seeing the, the Josh Allen face. I mean, I liked watching the reaction of the Manning cast. It was very like th- that was very funny. They had the Bills dude on. He was like going nuts, and then I couldn't believe that they called the penalty. And it was the Peyton penalty. was I mean, Peyton horrible. was shocked. I love Peyton referring to the Broncos as we. That was that was fun. I mean, we get to the point where we're just going to reward people for underthrowing balls. It's just ridiculous. It's the highest percentage play in the NFL right now. Underthrown deep ball. He, it was a horrible throw, but he had him beat by four. If he'd done actually a good football, it'd been a touchdown. Plus, I had Jerry Judy in a fantasy league. I'm sorry. Well, I am sorry about that, too, because he sucks, but that's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Shout out to our, uh, our, our favorite listener, I say. He's actually on his way to Chicago to uh, go to the Kansas-Kentucky game. Is he? Yeah, him and uh, his wife, Tina, are up there going up there to book for the game tonight, stay the night. I didn't know if those things were still like big travel destinations for UK fans. Or nah, something. I think he's just probably, I think it was on a whim. I think he, because my mom's actually going over to his house and stay with his kid tonight and give so he can, she can take him to school in the morning. I saw that it's in Atlanta next year. Is it? Yeah, which would be fun. But they, I mean, Kentucky, Kentucky plays in so many of these neutral site games. You know, they, they do the CBS Sports Classic thing, which always rotates. A lot of times they'll play in one of these early season tournaments, even though Cal doesn't, Cal doesn't like playing in, in Maui and Atlanta. It's the way that uh, a lot of big-time coaches do. But they have so many of these games. Like, like you got to travel. And, and then, of course, you got the SEC tournament that Cat fans love to travel to and the NCAA tournament. Like, you got to save a lot of money if you want to go follow the cats. That's what TJ did convert me. There was one that actually started at 935, he says. No, well, look at that. He would know. What was the year that they played the men-women's game, and the women's game went like to four overtimes? I don't even remember that. Oh, I can't remember who they were playing in. The UK game, I think, started at like midnight. 
This used to be so, some so ridiculous. The first the Baylor, like, maybe the first four or five years that I had the college basketball gig at SB Nation, I would do the thing where I stayed up for the entire tip-off marathon, and like, oh yeah, I, I would live blog it like for like the ninety people that were actually like follow along. I was like, is this really worth it? <laughs> what's, the, what's our clientele here? Like, I don't think the engagement's worth me killing my body to do this. But the thing that sucked the most about it was the the last games of the marathon were the Champions Classic games. So I was like just dead, like just dying to go to sleep. <laughs> and the most important games were happening. And I'm trying to like write about them with my zombie brain. It was terrible. I'm uh, dying to go to break. We'll go to break. We'll come back. We'll take text from you guys on the Thornton text line at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. You know, 1450, the Big X. The name of the show has something. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I'm trying to think of somebody you might know from. I don't know if you know from. It ran on NBC. Um, it was NBC or CBS? It was NBC. And I know it mainly from watching it on USA reruns back in the early 90s. I don't. I never watched the show. Is it Mama's Family? It is. Okay, I never watched that show. Good call. How did you pull from that? I just remember like the the jingle being sort of weird. Yeah. I feel like I've heard the song at some point, but I never actually watched the show. It always looked like a show that I just would hate. It was, I mean, it was corny. It was, I, I, just, I used to watch, it came on like after my two, uh, not my two dads, but like Major Dad, I think it was. It was like Major Dad. I remember Major Dad. I never would have remembered Major Dad. I, I, it was Major Dad, like this came on like like 9, 30, and 10, like weeknights on USA. Major Dad. <laughs> what a show. And uh, yeah, my, I think the reason it popped in my head was because I was flipping the channels the other day. And I've, I've been, like I told you, I've been rewatching like Night Court, and I've been watching All in the Family lately. I'm up to season three of All in the Family, season four of Night Court. As one does. As one does. And uh, I, I, I was from the gym, and I saw there was like a marathon of this on uh, a country music channel or something over the weekend. I was like, huh, Mama's Family. I hadn't thought about that in a while. So I was like, I, and I knew I was going to do maybe do, 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 start doing like TV on Tuesdays. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'll save that one. I like it. Pull that one out. I like that. Well, okay. Can you. <laughs> Vicky Lawrence played Mama. I, I just remember the commercials. I, I'm sure I heard the theme song like when it would start, and I would just change the channel. But I always think of Remain's son. I can't remember his name's Ken Berry. He was from Ep Troop, but like I can name y'all. I can tell you his resume, but like when you he's one of those guys. Like if you saw him, you'd be like, oh yeah, I remember him. Like he just had one of those faces. I don't know why. So we've been talking about. It. <laughs> so we have. Are you ready for this? You didn't ask what I watched last night. <laughs> Eh, sorry. It was the rookie with Dennis Quaid. I watched it on plane once. I was I don't know why. I just like I saw I ran across a clip of it on real. I've seen the movie and I was like, I think I'm gonna watch the rookie after the football games are over. <laughs> I did. 
So I, I said after the first segment today, I, I'm going to somehow work Hitler into every segment today. Are we? Is that what was out the goal? Yeah, it's, it's now happening. Okay. We're about to go three for three. Trending currently trending on my right side right now is 99% Hitler is trending, and then right below it, John Calipari. Oh, hmm. Ooh, coincidence! Really makes you think. It makes me wonder. Bet the house on Kansas tonight. How do you? I wonder. I guess it goes. I guess that's for you because mine is Jimmy Hoffa and Nick Chubb. <laughs> which I don't know. Have, has one of them been found? Because I haven't seen either one in a long time. I don't. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've never watched a Jimmy Hoffa movie. What's the Jimmy Hoffa movie? What Jack Nicholson? What's that? A movie called Hoffa. Oh, I've never, I've never, I didn't even know there was one. I, well, I suppose I, I assume that you're in the same boat as I am, and not as shocked that I haven't I've seen it. Not seen it. Did you not didn't know even know there was, there was a hot movie called Hoffa. I didn't. Is that a really well-known movie? Yeah, didn't he win? I think he was nominated. I think for something. Hoffa. Yes. With, with yeah, it was a with Jack Nicholson. I've, I've never seen it. It came out in 1992. Dave DeVito. I wonder if it was not. Let's see if we had any nominations here. Uh, critical accolades uh, earned two Oscar nominations, but well, cinematography and makeup—I don't know if that really counts. Doesn't count. No. Uh, oh, it did get a be- uh, did get best actor and uh, worst actor nominations for the Razzies. Well, that's good. That so doesn't help selling usually, my point here. Now. Usually goes to crap movies. Yeah. <laughs> Hoffa. Budget thirty five million. Box office twenty nine point three. Explains more and more why I have never heard of. This I thought movie. it was better acclaimed. Maybe there's a good reason why I haven't seen this movie. I think early nineties Trevor just bought into the hype of everything. I maybe I guess it was. It was ninety two. It looked it looked serious. <laughs> I guess now maybe I'm not going to watch this movie. Tim Burton is an uncredited corpse in here. What? I love. The, apparently, Tim Burton is listed as corpse uncredited. John Favreau is listed as an extra uncredited. Wow, this was like, this was like a who's who of not being credited. If I didn't, get, if I was, in, if I'm in something, I want to get credited. Oh, I agree. I need that IMDb 100%. page. I need that IMDb page to grow from just the masterpiece show and the Red V Blue documentary anymore. <laughs> Which you're in like <laughs> Red V. Aren't you like thirty seconds of that? No, I'm in a lot of Red V Blue. Oh, okay, yeah, I have the first line, but I'm not in. I mean, the masterpiece show was just too. Okay, I just I just checked my IMDb page. Did you get updated? <laughs> Somebody did. I think I either blame you or I blame Patrick. Okay, it's, don't blame me. I didn't do it. I I, I think I've been banned I think from- Patrick did this because I know Patrick. Patrick was the one who pointed out that the Master P thing was on my IMDb page now. But it's got a, there's a personal details section. And then it says official site and it's a link to it. says his official Louisville sports blog site. It's a link to Card Chronicle. And then right below it, it says the only other personal detail. It says height. Five five and a half. <laughs> You're like five seven, aren't you? I'm, I'm five nine and a half. Oh my bad. I got five ten on my license, which is probably a lie. But I, I think I does it, he even list height on license anymore. I mean, does not mine? I used to. That's I was I was always five ten in in high school, and they they measured. So that's with shoes, but without it, I'd say five nine and a half. I'm not five five and a half, but that's five. somebody. <laughs> I'm blaming I'm blaming six eighty intern Patrick Ryan for that, which is well. I don't even know how you change something on IMDb. <laughs> Yeah, I, I said, I don't think they'll let me do it. I've been, that that Wikipedia had me banned. <laughs> I mean, I just, I'm scrolling. I'm like, wait, five, five, who did this? Um, do you remember, like, on IMDb back in the day, they used to always have, like, conversations like, on every movie or every actor page? They would, there was, like, a message board, basically, and people would start threads. It was, like, the, one of the original message boards. Like, I can't, like, 
I guarantee, like Patrick would just be like starting message boards like this guy sucks. Just <laughs> <laughs> this short bastard, he's awful. Short bald son of a. Bitch. How many Mike Rutherford actors are there on IMDb? I mean, I assume the guy from Genesis has been in some stuff. Yeah, and there's another one here just randomly. Apparently, Mike Rutherford, known for Car File in 1998. There's a Mike Rutherford who does- And The Independent Republic in 2018. There's a Mike Rutherford I know who does, like, he's like a big automotive writer in England. I'm assuming that's probably the same guy. Uh, he's only got, he's, he, he was a self in two different, that was yeah. it, and he's in, like, something called Spiked as well. Oh, yeah, you're right. He's under trivia. One of the founding fathers of Auto Express magazine yeah. in 1988. Yeah. Taller than five, five and a half. Really? Because I get, I get tagged. <laughs> I get, I, you almost didn't catch that. You're like, I, I get tagged. Wait a second. Height, taller than five, five and a half. Like that other. Uh, but yeah, so I get tagged as that guy sometimes on Twitter. And I was like, who is this guy? Uh, that guy and the you guy from Genesis. It, that, that, you get tagged by him, man. Yeah. Like, I get and Instagram is the best when I get tagged in like pictures of Genesis and it's like real f- official Phil Collins and it's like at Card Chronicle. I'm like, that, there's me, sixty year old Jesus playing the bass. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I kind of wish maybe I shared mine. Obviously, closer than than the tight end, but I get. I, I mean, I wish I kind of shared a name with a famous person. Other than you know, like I've told you when I googled my name, it just came up Trevor and Kelsey's wedding. As I told you, like I can't. People are like, do you Google yourself? Well, I guess that's an old question now. Well, people yeah. don't do that anymore. But like. Yeah, ten years ago when the site was was getting popular, people were like, do you Google yourself? I'm like, I can't. It's like a million results yeah. about the guy from Genesis. Like, <laughs> I'm never gonna find anything. Even if you like Googled, I think back in the day, like Mike Rutherford, Louisville. It's like Genesis touring dates coming to Louisville soon. I'm like, well, this sucks. So I just didn't try again. Anyways, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Reminder, Thornton's hooking you, up with, hooking you up with the best deals all football season long. All you have to do to take advantage is be a refreshing rewards program member. Download the app today on your phone. Save some money at the pump. Save some money inside anytime you stop into one of the area's 56,925 area Thornton's locations. Do all that good stuff and then text us at 502-414-1450. Yep. Texter says, Mike, two things. First, I went to the UK-Bama game. The stadium is junk. The place was almost full and didn't come near to the energy of LNN. Our DJing is also light years ahead of theirs. Second, I enjoy autographed items. Why does Louisville not sell autographed items through their NIL stuff? That seems like this would be a great way to make a lot of money for the athletes. That's actually a good question. Do they? I thought they sell. Don't they sell some autograph stuff on the website on the Go Card site, or do they not? I'm assuming he's talking about. You know, they have an official NIL site now where, oh, okay. where players have their own merchandise. You can buy like a Jawar Jordan T-shirt and you know, and all this stuff. But they don't have autographed items. I don't know if that's somehow against the rules. I can't imagine. I don't know why it would. How's be. that against the rules? That was the whole reason of the rule being made, right? The players remember, like that was the, the whole purpose of it. Around here, like players, right after they graduate, right after their seasons put in for UK right. and U of L, would do the autograph tours. I know you did them at Cardboard Heroes. Right, that back was in the my, day. my favorite thing. We'd have we'd always do UK U of L, and we'd get Ohio State because of so many yeah. stores. The, it was always cool. Yeah, it was my favorite part of the year. It, it, that does seem like an easy moneymaker because, you know, say what you will about, I think the selfie now has become like the new autograph, but there are still a lot of people that covet autographs. The only reason that kept us in line at that store was between like me and Lance trying to see who could be a better employee to see who could sit at the table with the athlete. Like, As the security? <laughs> yeah. Move it along. Yeah. Here's your picture. Like, if, anytime it was UofL guy, we'd be like, uh, we'd, we'd always be, we'd still do it. Like, I want to sit there. I want to sit there. I gave him Chad Johnson, so he, I got some freebies. Mm. He got a bunch of bingo players one time. Plus, I started talking trash to Chad Johnson. He didn't like that. Texas says, I missed Pissed Mike yesterday due to work calls. I listened <laughs> to the podcast, and Pissed Mike was glorious. You don't see Pissed Mike very often. You get no. a lot of Salty Mike. Is it, what's the difference? 
pissed is is like legitimately angry. Salty is like I'm 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 upset, but I'm being like sarcastic. Like pissed, is like <laughs> yeah. I want to stab somebody in the throat. Very rarely comes out. I've never been happier to be in a second room. <laughs> Couldn't even see you. Would have thrown barbs at you yesterday. We're broken. <laughs> There's a hole in the wall here. I wonder if that you can see through it to your room. We actually had the YouTube cameras installed yesterday, and they got broken. I just <laughs> slammed them. They'll be back next week. I prefer half of a split second. I was like, really? <laughs> They're coming next week, though. Texture says, I wish Kentucky and Duke could experience a Kenny Payne season, but besides them, I wouldn't wish this on anybody. I did say I wouldn't wish this on anybody. I might give it to UK fans for like a year. I mean, what was Duke's year, the year, the the, 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 uh, Cherokee Park senior year when when Cal, when When Coach K quit? Yeah, he just stepped away. Didn't they only win like eight games that year or something? Yeah, and then was the next year where they lost to Eastern Michigan and Earl Boykins? Well, I thought it was BMI or VMI. They lost to EMU in the, in the first round. Yeah, they lost to some. Yeah, either the, guy, the year before that, the guy hit a that. shot at the buzzer to beat him. That was in like 2004, I think. Well, that was VCU. Oh, that VCU. Okay, that was yeah, in 2007. Yeah. Oh, so that was that when it was. That was yeah. way before what we're talking about. My I'm bad. talking about like in the night. It was either the year before or after it, when he he quit on the was, team. It was Cherokee Park Earl senior Boykins. year. I'm pretty sure. Uh, 13. No, they have 13, 18. Still not as bad. I mean, UK. I'm oh, not even close to us. I mean, UK won. <laughs> Nine games in the COVID shortened year, and that's still they only played I think twenty five games. I think they were nine and sixteen that year, and they still more than doubled up our, our worst season in a full year last year. Can you, do you remember who the coach was that took over for him? I wouldn't have gotten this. For the record, he went four and fifteen, so he is kind of. I do managed. remember talking about like because because they those because it was a big joke when he left recently how he got credit for the wins when he was like sidelined. But when he left and left the, the team to go four and fifty, he didn't get credit for those losses. Like it went <laughs> on the other coach's record. I can't. Was it was Kate? Was it Cape? No, you know, that would have been way too early. No, it was. Time. It was. Yeah, it was. I, I don't even recognize this name. You give up? Who, yeah, who was the interim? Pete got it. Yeah, I would. Yeah, you could have. It you sounds vaguely you familiar. You could have told me that, and I'd have, I, would, I don't know if I would even have believed you if that was the real person. It sounds familiar now that you say it, but like I wouldn't have gotten there. Yeah, he uh, he left Duke to go men's assistant coach at Vanderbilt. Well, that's a. That's a tough. Wow. Did Duke break? Pete got it. <laughs> so he left Duke to be an assistant coach for Vanderbilt and then left there to become an assistant coach for Vanderbilt's women's team oh. and then Ohio State's women's team. Oh, God. I Co- mean, K- Coach K wrecked this man. <laughs> this poor dude. I mean, he's like, now I figure he's like on the, he's like in front of a, the New York City library, like, can't stand ya. Can't stand ya. I'm glad they lost to North Carolina. <laughs> But would I wish this on UK fans? Yeah, I, I probably didn't mean that when I said I didn't wish it on anybody. I, I'd i be fine with UK going through a little period like this. Although it has uh, to He get, actually sued the NCAA. Okay, I, I think it has to get a little bit annoying for... Because, I mean, let's be real. The rivalry was so fun, even when with, with UK beating us a lot. The, the back and forth of the rivalry was great when Patino and Calipari were at their prime like 10 years ago. Like, you know, when they won the title in 2012, we come back and win the title in 2013. We looked like we were going to be better in 2014 for a long period. They upset us. Like that's when it kind of shifted to to being just them dominating. But still, like the the offseason barbs being thrown between the two head coaches, the like you know they're number three in a preseason poll, we're number five in a preseason poll. That was so much fun. Like this can't be fun for UK to just play against a, a Louisville team that's already dead now. Well, it's I don't know how much money it can be for my friends who try to talk trash to me. I'm just like, you're, you're not hurting me anymore. Exactly. Yeah, we have the, the one guy who's like texting in who's like, yeah, if, if you're losing to Chattanooga by 10, imagine what UK is going to do to you. I'm like, 
Yeah, we, we, we're, we're, we're fully aware of the situation, and buddy. And a buddy like, you all are going to suck. I was like, I know. Like, well, yeah, we're going to kick your butt. I'm like, yeah, I know. I mean, it's so like, bad. Can you play along? This isn't fun. I'm like, I know. And, and look, it's going to be the exact same thing. This It's so bad. I mean, I remember the details of virtually every Kentucky-Louisville game of my entire life. I, I barely remember last year at all because I went in with no – like there was no nerves or none of the, – the usual like – just total mix of emotions that you always have when UofL's playing UK. Even when we've been like 10-point underdogs in the past and haven't felt like we've had much of a chance, you still have that that nervous energy, that hope, that hate, all that stuff. Last year the game came and it just felt like any other day because you knew we were going to get blasted. I knew Kenny Payne was going to be laughing it up in the handshake line, and certainly he was. And I feel like it's – like my prophecy of the DJ Wagner thing is going to come true this year. The first thing that I said when he got hired where I was like, I, you know, if you, do, if you lose DJ Wagner to Kentucky – and he comes into the Yum Center and scores 25 points, and they beat us handily. I don't want to see Kenny Payne and Milt Wagner yucking it up with DJ and, and you know giving him little chest pats and laughing after the game. Like it, this is Louisville, Kentucky, for God's sake! Like you, I didn't like it last year when he was laughing it up with Calipari. I, I really won't like it if it, I mean at this point, who cares? Like <laughs> at this point, we don't need any more ammo. We everybody knows where this is going. It's just it sucks. It does. sucks I not to lock him out of the locker room. At least it's a weeknight. Maybe nobody will watch. <laughs> Texter says, does fan anger with KP eventually grow and target Josh Hurd as well if he waits too long to fire him after a few more embarrassing games? Nah, I don't think as long as he gets rid of him after this year, I think we're okay. The thing that Josh has going for him is football. Like like Oh yeah. He, and everything else. I I mean he made the two he hired the front runners for the jobs. Like like when, when Chris Mack was gone, I know that we didn't want this to happen, but I think everybody was like Kenny Payne's the, the front runner to land the gig. And there was a sizable portion of the fan base that wanted Kenny Payne to get the job. He hired Kenny Payne. When Scott Satterfield left, Jeff Brom was the odds-on favorite. And a sizable chunk of the fan base wanted Jeff Brom. He hired Jeff Brom. One's worked out really well. One has worked out as poorly as it could possibly go. I think what Josh has going for him is right now everyone's focused on football. So long as Jeff doesn't like have that disaster scenario where he loses four straight to end this year, I think that people are going to be very excited going to the office. And even if he does lose four straight, we, we finish like nine and, and, and five, which I guess is possible with the conference championship game and a bowl game. I mean, you almost kind of get I me. Mean, like, people are still going to be excited for, for the future. You don't hire, he doesn't hire Kenny Payne, and he's just, he, Payne plays the backup quarterback position last year and, and going into this year with no matter who our coach is and what we're doing. And he's got one loss. It's going to be like, well, Kenny Payne could have been doing better. Yeah. I think but, but, As, I mean, you almost kind of have to like be like, here, you don't, you, you don't know, you don't realize the fire's hot. Put your hand in it. What Josh has going for him is the entire athletic program is doing well outside of, of men's basketball. And I think that a lot of people, I don't say they give him a pass, but a lot of people recognize the fact that he was an interim AD when the situation arose. He, he'd been the interim AD for just over a month when Chris Mack came to him and was like, I want out. And, He's still the interim tag attached to him as he did the coaching search. And so I think people feel like he was highly pressured to hire Kenny Payne, and he kind of gave in. This next coaching search, I think that this is where Josh takes his reputation. He's got a good with Jeff Brom, a bad with Kenny Payne. Everything sort of in the middle has been pretty good. If he goes out there, but men's basketball is the, is the cash cow. Men's basketball is the spotlight support. If he goes out there and he hires somebody who turns this thing around relatively quickly, Josh Hurd is... He's God. Like he's he's the best. He's great. He's he's welcoming everybody's house in the city of Louisville. If it goes horribly again, then you start to feel some some significant heat. But as far as, I mean, people, Louisville fans would celebrate if you fired Kenny Payne today. 
if it goes, yes. if you lose to, I mean, barring something even more significant, like losing to Coppin State tomorrow, I, I think that fans, for the most part, are just like, okay, let's just get this over with. But they're not going to be out for blood if, if Kenny Payne is still the coach in January and the results are like, we're 5-12 and 12 or, or whatever. I think people will be pissed off, but it's not going to get to like, Josh Hurd sucks and, and he's terrible because he won't fire him. I think everybody knows that, that maybe there's a, a bigger play here. Remember Hurd learned from Jurich, and Jurich never struck out twice in a row. He didn't. He had swing a couple swing and misses, but he never struck out twice in a row. You're right. Texture says, people have been talking about Miami's run defense, but they also talked about the defense on Notre Dame and Duke as well. Louisville owns those frauds in Miami. Well, we haven't recently. I'm not, Miami. I, I don't want to sound like like cocky, but I, Miami doesn't scare me. I, I, I'm the only thing that scares me is what we can beat ourselves. I'm not worried about losing Miami. I'm worried about beating ourselves. I'm scared about losing to Miami. I mean, I know we can beat Miami, but if we don't, if we shoot ourselves in the foot in ways we, I know we can have, then we we can lose that game. But. I'm gonna do the reverse thing this week. Last week I was going into the Virginia game. I was like, the only thing that makes me nervous about this game is how not nervous I am. Like, I, on paper, we should dominate this game. I feel like we're gonna dominate this game. And that makes me scared. I'm going to do the reverse this week because I, I, I feel very bad about this game, which I guess makes me feel good because when I've been the most nervous good, about games I recently. I feel a little more nervous. I feel, I mean, I'm not, I'm not as nervous. I'm a little more confident. Yeah. You haven't asked me a confident level yet. but Let's I mean, do it right now. Scale of 1 to 10, Trevor confidence level, Tuesday of game week. 1, no chance of winning. 10, no chance of losing. Where are you with Miami? Normally road games, I'd be a little lower on the confidence level. But I don't know. I just feel like I think Jeff and this team knows what's at stake in this game. On the road, not just just for this season, but just the history behind it with with Snellberg and things. My confidence level seven point five. Okay, I'm feeling good. That's I don't know what the line is. What is the line this game? That's by one. I like that. I might. I'm, I think this is a little cover week. I, I've seen it. A couple other places have Miami actually favored, but DraftKings and the majority of sites have Louisville as a one point favorite. Now the problem is, is that I, I, I'd say all the people who've grasped the, the seriousness of this game. Let's just hope Plummer's one of them. I think he knows. Yeah, well. It's just a matter of yeah. being able to actually play. Jack's not dumb. Like Jack, <laughs> I, kn- I know how to get over the, vo- the that big pole up there. I just know how to vault. I can't exactly. vault over like, it. He, he's, a, he's a very smart guy. It's just a matter of actually going out there and playing the game that we need him to play. And, you know, we have some unhealthy guys. I think Jarvis Brownlee, from everything that I've heard, is, is, is going to be a no-go. Like, I don't know if Jarvis is going to play again this year until maybe after the maybe until the bowl game. Do we but, have the mustache still? No reports on the mustache. Although he didn't play great last week with the mustache. He wasn't terrible, but he True. wasn't he was not great with the mustache. But we won. Don't blame the stash. I'm not blaming I'm not don't don't put words in my mouth. The stash always stash. makes things better, trust me. We're undefeated with the stash, that's all that matters. Texture says, Can we revisit KP's contract quickly? Eight million dollar buyout when we were the only ones bidding for him. That eight million dollars could have renovated several on campus facilities. Or been used to hire more ticket scanners for uh, football, but now <laughs> it looks like KP will just pocket the money after handing us two of the worst seasons in our history. Buyout madness has to stop. If it makes you feel better, it started at ten million, so it went down from eight million. But I'm glad he put football in there. I was like, ticket scanners, what? <laughs> yeah, talking about things that we need to be upset with Josh Hurd about. Like I, I, for the most part, I'm like, I think Josh has done a really good job since he's gotten the gig. Uh, I don't think that he deserves like 100 percent of the blame for the state of the basketball program. But the $10 million buyout from the start seemed – we were bidding against ourselves. Nobody was going after Kenny Payne. There was no reason to think that people were going to come after Kenny Payne. I don't understand why that buyout was put in there. And I agree with the texture. Buyout madness really needs to stop. But, I mean, 
maybe they would negotiate a contract buyout. I don't know. Maybe we would do some sort of a Chris Mack thing where, I mean, Kenny Payne doesn't seem happy. He doesn't seem like this is. Would you? No, but I mean, he hasn't from from the very beginning. Well, I don't, I don't know if you th- you agree with me or not. Okay. From the very beginning, he seemed uncomfortable. He he is he, he's kind of put out this vibe of like I think he liked the attention. I think he liked coming home. I think he wanted to do a great job here, but like he always brings up the anecdotes about how I had to get talked into doing this, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to do this, and you know, like I, I don't think that he ever really wanted this. Like I, I think yeah. he was very happy being playing second fiddle and being paid very well to do so. He thinks, despite the fact he's won five games and thirty-seven attempts and thirty-seven tries, makes still thinks that we should be appreciative he's here. And be thankful and kiss his feet. I, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, yeah, I just, yeah, it, it, it doesn't help the situation. Like he, he could be handling this so many different ways that are better than the way he is, despite the fact he's only won five games. It, it kind of games. His the air about him right now kind of sounds like, like Chris he, Mack in that last year where he was just you could tell when he when he came back from the suspension and things weren't going great. Like he just. The confidence wasn't there. He kind of was regurgitating the same things in post-game press conferences. And eventually it was like, hey, I just, I just I want out of this. And I don't know if Kenny Payne's going to get to that point, but I can definitely see that happening if things continue to progress this way. Which, by the way, did he talk to the media today? We have a game tomorrow. I don't think he had media availability today. Did, did he? Does it matter? I mean, what's he going to tell you? I'd like to at least do, do you Do you want to have me? Do you want me to play Kenny Payne? Do you want to ask me a question? Kenny, how do you instill some confidence in this team after a, a, a tough, tough loss last uh, last time out against Chattanooga? Well, as Chattanooga was a, t- was a good team, they're 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 a better team than we are. They're well coached. Uh, my 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 spirit children have had some issues uh, getting getting in touch with their their inner spirit animals. Uh, but you know what? This isn't about Kenny Payne. This is about the uh, the kids, and, and we're practicing hard. We're working hard. You don't know what we're doing. You have no idea what we're going through on a day to day basis. How hard. This team is really trying on a day-to-day basis. Really trying. That was a terrible impression. That was about, about the answer you'll get. This is not about Kenny Payne. He would never say that. That was that, that was for you. That was bad. That, that was that was me doing that. This is about Kenny Payne. If we were to, we'll talk more about the game tomorrow. I guess we have to. If we were to somehow lose to Coppin State, I, I, no hyperbole, it'd be the worst loss in the history of Louisville basketball. <laughs> this team is 360th in Ken Palm. I mean, I, I wonder... Danny actually texted me this earlier. He's like, "Do you think this is the highest ranked like like matchup in the history of Louisville basketball in terms of the computer rankings?" We're 179. We were lower last year, but I don't think we played it. You know, we didn't get that low until the end of the season. So <laughs> yeah. 179 plus 360. I don't think there's ever been a higher matchup in the history of, the, of Cardinal basketball. I, I don't think I don't think so. I mean, we were 290 at one point last year. Georgia Tech. Uh, I, I take it back. We were 293 when we played 205 Florida State last year. A game that we lost at home, uh, that would uh, that would be worse. Wasn't Notre Dame really bad last year too? N- they were not good, but they weren't. They were one sixty six on Ken Palm. Georgia Tech was worse. Florida State was worse. Uh, so we hey, and we beat one of those teams. God, we got as low as three hundred last year on Ken Palm. We'll, we'll a lot lower than that this year. Three hundred. What did, what was our lowest part point last year in Ken Palm? Three hundred. What just that? Well, that was the lowest. Okay, you said we reached that. I didn't know if that was lower or not. Uh, I'd say we go lower than that this year. I don't think so. There's, I don't. I can't imagine. We already won a game. We did more than we did last November. Three thirty is the lowest, right? Three sixty-two. Three sixty-two. Okay. So that's the goal. Because I figure if we're gonna suck, we might as well suck the best. 
on that note, we're going to break. <laughs> Yet another segment where we have more text uh, when we <laughs> than we started out reading them. We'll take more text at 502-414-1450 after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, Tuesday edition here on 1450 and 961. You did. You just you bailed. Uh, I didn't. I didn't bail. I guess you bailed. You watched you, two you, seasons and bailed. Well, now in, in fairness, though, you yourself said the second season is awful. I did. In the, the third, the last three seasons are fantastic. I know. I, I I I should start rewatching it. Again. You really should. And I mean, you loved it when I was texting you like the middle of the night, be like, "What? So great. so did it was great." My favorite is still when I texted you on Frozen. It was like, like one in the morning. Like who was who's the character? Who's the bad guy in Frozen? Uh, Prince Hans. Yeah, I was like, you're, Han. like that, you're like that d- dastardly prince. <laughs> Hans. I was like, Hans can suck it, or something. Like, I hate Hans, or something. Like, like one in the morning, I sent you. You're that. just like, you're like, Frozen is delightful, <laughs> and then you're like, you're like, I'm actually gonna fire up Frozen too here. I was like, well, Trevor's really high. There he goes. It was delightful. He's gonna have a great. Night, Frozen though. was good. So was the second. Second they're, one wasn't even bad. They're both very in, in, entertaining movies. Is there a third one yet? No, you should watch Encanto, though. I think he's like, okay. out of all the kids' movies that are out there, very catchy. Lin-Manuel Miranda, who did uh, uh, Hamilton, does like the music for there. Music's very good. It's a, it's a good one. Some of the new ones are actually pretty entertaining. No. Anyway, watch, <laughs> watch Friday Night Lights. Yeah, that's why I need to get done. I, I, I mean, like I said, I've been going down the rabbit hole of the old shows recently. I guess I should, I need, I need to redo Friday Night Lights. I'm... Tell myself to redo it. I'm going to start it again. Should I start from the beginning? No, I don't need to start. From the I think you, I think you can probably catch up. Like they give you once because the season. They'll two, give me a recap. Beginning of season three, right? Well, because season two got ended abruptly because of the writer strike. So season three, like they basically just start like recapping what would have happened, like at, at the in, in the last few episodes of season three. So like it, it brings you up to speed really quick. Stop me. Okay, so if I remember right, like season in this season two, like the someone was pregnant, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the yeah, quarterback which, got his girlfriend knocked up. Or somebody got somebody knocked up, I remember. No. <laughs> well, the quarterback didn't get knocked up. That'd no, kinda that, that didn't happen. I've seen that movie. It's called Junior with Arnold You're talking about the uh, Street, the former quarterback. The, he's now paralyzed. Oh, that's okay. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. But we I'd forgotten about that. I, maybe I should rewatch it. Very quick aside. When I pulled into the school today, I was behind this big truck that had a bunch of bumper stickers. And the biggest one was... It was an emblem of a wheelchair, and then it was a a woman stick figure on top of the wheelchair, presumably having sex with the person in the wheelchair. And I, I was like, 
congrats, buddy. Like I'm assuming that guy is, is in a wheelchair and he's just bragging about the fact that he's having a lot of sex. I was like, well done. Congrats. Well, maybe it's, were you sure it wasn't a woman driving? Uh, did not appear to be a woman driving. Hmm. It was a, very much a male in the, in the in the bumper sticker. I wonder if that's a special order bumper sticker. I can't imagine they just, those are at Costco. <laughs> you can find them at Walmart? I don't think they're just in the, I bet you the Spen- impulse purchase aisle. I think Spencer's has them. <laughs> Spencer's may, which I know where that exists now. You do. Uh, all right, text line 502-414-1450, Thornton's text line. This is a big text day again. I thought maybe it would be a little quieter today with not a whole lot going on. People are still I thought it was a slow starting, up. but then it, it, it picked up. People are fired up, man. Yeah. If they have thoughts. They want to get them in. Texas says. More than I can say about myself. Mm. Texas, and don't forget, as in basketball, if you want to win, you have to score. Yeah, that's that's not the line though. You gotta make not, sh- you gotta make shots. You gotta make shots. What, what's the Wayne Gretzky line? You only you miss one hundred percent of shots you don't, you don't take. take. Michael Scott. Michael Wayne Gretzky. Michael Scott. As said by Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> the other thing I thought during the break, which I meant Good to bring stuff. up, I love that we're running Scoots's uh, Wooded View Golf Course ads in mid November. Well, is, uh, in case you didn't notice, you can walk outside. You can still golf in You can weather. still golf right now. You can still golf. I like how you talk. You make fun of me for losing my shady rays, and I still have my original pair. You do? Well, you I, had two pairs. Yeah, I still have them both. I still got mine both, too. I, I be, and honestly, if I lost one, because I don't even know what, like the actual version I have, but if I lost the ones, my ones I, like, I wear all the time, I'd be sad, because these are awesome. I They're love good them. glasses. Big fan. Texas Louisville men's basketball may be ranked 250th, but Mike and Trevor are the number one ranked sports talk <laughs> duo in the country. Oh. Also, is there any truth to Ruben Owens and Chris Beard getting matching 502 tattoos? <laughs> well, the off the off the court Chris Beard stuff gets forgotten so quickly. <laughs> I have not stopped thinking about the the people think you know I've I've given up on the Ruben Owens tattoo. No, you haven't given up on it. I need to know the story. Does he still have it? Is he just did he leave it on with the thought that maybe he would just take the Texas stand and bag for a year and run back home? Like <laughs> I. I I've got to know. Do you think when somebody asks him down in uh, down in Texas, they're like, "What's the about?" He's like, "There's how many rushing yards I had <laughs> <laughs> in one game." That's the amount of the girls I banged. <laughs> I've got to know if what what's going on with Ruben Owens' tattoo. Uh, I, I think it will directly lead. Like I, I think that they think that the, my and there hasn't been any conversation here. We have a ways to go. But I would assume that Jawar Jordan's going to leave. Like I, I think that they're they're working under the impression that Jawar Jordan, I believe, is going to leave. I think Isaac Rendo's going to be back. I think Devin Neal's going to come back. I, I think that Jamari Thrash will probably leave. I, I think I think you're going to get a few wide receivers that leave. I think Stanquan Clark is a guy that may they really want to keep, but there probably is going to be some nil stuff that they have to go like, get shored up because teams are going to come calling for him. I think that they want. Chris Bell and Kevin Coleman, for sure, to stick around. And then I do think that they're going to target a quarterback in the transfer portal. All this stuff will play out. Plenty of time. But, I think Coleman's just having a little tough, maybe transitioning from playing against D2 talent. Yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't done more, to be I mean, especially uh, even with Thrash being limited or being out the last couple of weeks. He hasn't really stepped up, though. I know. I mean, he, he was a true freshman last year. He was, but he was freshman of the year. In that and, uh, and, but it was, again, in D2 level. But I you're mean, seeing some of that talent transfer pretty well at Colorado early on. I mean, it's, Shador's looked really good. Yeah, Travis well, Hunter's looked really good. I mean, Travis Hunter was the number one player in coming out of high school on any level. But, but I mean, Coleman was top 100 guy. That's, he was. You're right. I'm not, I mean, yeah. Here's I mean, the thing that I'm going to say about Kevin Coleman. I, I think I texted you this I was during the last game. You, you were. I think I texted you this during the last game. I don't know if he's like 
all dinged up. Or he doesn't seem to, he didn't have the the burst that I thought he was going to have. Like there've been a couple times on punt returns, especially recently, where there's been a gap, and I'm like, he's got something, and he just he gets caught pretty easily. Like I thought he was going to be a little bit quicker than he is, and I don't know if that's just like you said, maybe the speed catching up to him, or if he's been dealing with something late in the season. But uh, I thought the speed was going to be a little bit more. I thought he'd be more of a big play guy, and he just hasn't hasn't been. But I think they like the long term prospects of him. But it's going to like. NIL stuff's going to be a big deal. The transfer portal is going to be really active, and it'll start happening. You know, probably pretty soon. I mean, you you've already saw like the the NC State quarterback, the, the MJ Morris. He announced that he's going to go ahead and redshirt these last few games, and Brennan Armstrong will play because he wants doesn't want to lose a year of eligibility. You assume that's because he's going to announce that he's in the portal coming up after their last regular season game. Like it's just going to be. It, it'll start. Thankfully, we have meaningful football to play after that. Texter says, uh, am I overreacting and thinking that our next three games could be decided by our kicking game? Brock needs to get back to being solid in close games. That's something that we have not talked enough about is, first of all, Brady Hodges has taken over the punting duty. Go Rocks. And he's been great. Like, yeah, he had a, a great punt in the last game when trapped him inside the five. Yeah, it was a punt, too, where he had to be perfect because every, every one of our coverage team went to the wrong side. Like, they deked us out. Uh, the guy acted like he was going to catch it on the left hash, called for a fair catch. We punted it to the other side. And thankfully, like Hodge, Hodge has got the perfect roll, and it just rolled down to the one. He's been awesome. But Brock, I mean, he did pick himself up after missing you know, one early last week and, and made the one to make it 21-17. But, man, he's got to be more solid because that could definitely cost us in one of these close games. And I don't think that I could take losing to UK on a missed like short field goal late in the fourth quarter. I could take it. I yeah I agree it has been it has bothered me the kicking game has been a little spread because people love to make fun of like kickers and football players but man kickers are so important you need them they got to be good so damn important you have no I mean it's, when you have a kicker that's automatic or close to your Justin Tucker's David Akers Art Carmody's it's, it's so the best feeling. so great to have it's so awesome Jason Hansen's yeah I mean just to know that you know you're getting across a certain point. You know, you got points. You're guaranteed three points. I mean, it's just... It's a, it's a luxury. It's a weapon. It, it makes me feel good. Like when I look at my neighbor's driveway and I see an electric <laughs> truck. Texas Mike and TK, what do you think the chances are of KP being gone by the UK game? If he were let go, uh, if he were let go the game before, might actually drum up some excitement and attendance numbers for the game. I don't disagree with the second part of that. I, I mean, think if you fired Kenny Payne... Before the UK game, I think there'd be more attendance and, and more excitement for the game than if he's coaching and we're like two and nine going in or whatever our record would be. I like I, I I know that neither one of us can answer this question. I've got no idea what's happening behind the scenes as far as if there's any kicking the tires on buyout negotiation. I mean, you hear rumors. There's been a lot of rumors. There's a lot of stuff flying around right now. I don't. I, I take all of it with a grain of salt. So it's, I, I I can't answer that question with any degree of inside knowledge i've got no idea we go in the uk game with one maybe two wins which is very feasible um which is about what i think close to what i i predicted at the beginning yeah, of the season when looking, i said three wins you're looking closer and closer let's we'll um, see how tomorrow goes yeah tomorrow could be one and or i guess tomorrow be two i keep forgetting we almost so <laughs> i forget we actually started out one and oh it's, it's so refreshing almost to a degree uh but I mean, we'll see how Bellerin, by the way, plays Chattanooga on the road tonight. We'll see how that goes. Awesome would be if they fired him at halftime. The UK. They we're down 20 UK, they just fire him at halftime. Like, don't even come back out, Bud Kilmer style. Padgett comes out of nowhere out of the, the locker room. No, we get, <laughs> just the players just coach themselves. The, no coach. It's just like varsity blues all over again. They come out wearing Mighty Duck shirts. We're like, what? <laughs> all right. Where's the coaching staff? Well, they've been 
They're just in the locker room clearing out their desks. Crouch is going nuts. <laughs> McCool's out there calling plays like he's the mocks. We play like Joker and the Thief starts going over like, what's going on? It's just the team coming out. Orgy in Yum Center. <laughs> I mean, tell me how awesome that wouldn't be. This is so sad. Zan Payne's the only player that doesn't show up because he stands <laughs> by his dad. When Zan gets healthy, a lot of our problems are going to be fixed. I keep saying this. Nobody, nobody's listening to me. When Zan, Zan hasn't been out there the last two games, you, you got to have you hang your head on some kind of hope, right? Once Zan gets back there, we're going to be a different team. We're going to be fine. <laughs> Kronzlin playing the Danny Manning role. <laughs> Texas says, any U of L fan who thinks the cards are getting Jay Wright needs to get their head examined. If anything, he's going to fire fire Kyle Neptune and take back his old job after Villanova lost a bunch of molecular lost to a bunch of molecular engineers last night. Kyle Neptune does not seem to have the goods at Villanova. They look like they're they're in for another year, and they may he may get the Kenny Payne treatment after his second year up there as well. But I, I, I'm with you. Jay Wright is a long, 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 long. Jay Wright come shot. back and coach again. I think if he goes anywhere, I'll go to the NBA. I don't think he wants to deal with the NIL stuff, is what I've heard. Texas says, does Flowers make a difference in the grand scheme? Because you see a better product with him. I see improvement in James and Huntley Hatfield, but that's it. I've not seen much improvement with Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Yeah. He's, he's, he's rebounding. He's showing some hustle. And James, I guess I've seen, I mean, I wouldn't say I've seen improvement, but I don't think that's James's fault. I mean, James can just, I mean, not to talk like, talking like third person, but Mike James can only be as good as Mike James can be, really. I mean, he is limited, I think. Do I think Trent Flowers will make us better? Yeah, he's he's a good player. Well, it couldn't hurt. I, I think he's he's a talented kid. Um, I think he probably saw the writing on the wall and, and did what was best for him. And <laughs> which I mean, I'm, I'm dead serious. I know it's just sad. This is all sad. I mean, no one saw the writing too, and he tried to bounce and he got caught, and he come back. Texas, how bad would Montverde uh, beat us? Uh, I saw that that question that was out there. There's people are now doing the thing where it's like. This Montverde team could beat a lot of Division One basketball teams. They'd win a handful of, and, and you know, no, they, I don't think they would. But they, I think they could like the beat high Simmons school? College. Yeah. Well, I mean, is it like a IMG high school where they're like a bunch of? Yeah, it's one of those prep schools. Oh yeah, it's the one in Florida, right? Yeah, we, I mean, one of the ones in Florida. Well, I guess there's a few. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, could they? I mean, I mean, I guess they could. It depends on how many D one talent players they have on their team. I mean, they're loaded. Like they, they're. They're very good. They're they're destroying teams right now. I still now would they? Could you say they could beat any? I mean D one. I mean if you go down like maybe Coppin State. I mean if we can beat them, anyone can, right? <sighs> I don't think they would beat Coppin State, but I could be wrong. Texas, to correct you, Mike, things went off the rails after two games last year. I'm shocked that there are even five thousand people in the city willing to go see this coaching staff sleep on the sidelines. I mean, for the record, if the people that are showing up. Two things. One, they're going to support the players, not the, the coaching staff, I think, to a degree at this point. But also, if you've already bought season tickets. like Yeah. yeah. And two, there's and some people just, I mean, listen, it's maybe those that don't get to go to a lot of games get to go to a game this year so far. Who hadn't, get to go, hadn't got to go to games growing up. Maybe now they're getting to go. Well, they're not going either. Well, because ticket prices are still, although I did see the get-in price for tomorrow night is 3 bucks right now. <laughs> not joking. I, I, you know what's sad is I feel like that might be $2 too high. I mean, I think we're really at a buy one, get two free level here. Like, we're at the point where we're getting – you remember those coupon books you used to get from – somebody in your family always sold them. Yeah. And at the back, in the back, you had, like, the buy one, get one free bread yep. tickets. 
I mean, they had Reds and Bats tickets, buy one, get one free. That's where we're at now. We're buy one, get one free in the green section. Old U of football, just giving them away at Kroger. Oh, well, yeah, you buy a gallon of milk. That's the old joke. When it, well, when the joke is true, but still. Uh, somebody sent a gallon me a, of gas, get a hot dog, and a ticket to U Bell. Somebody sent a DM to me on Twitter. This is a text conversation between he and his wife, and was like, Mike, you're right. This works for almost anything. His wife texted him and just said, These people are so effing dumb. And he said, Is this about Kenny Payne? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Texture says, Wait, "What did the wife say?" <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> okay. Texture says, "I tuned in, and I swear, I, I swear, the first thing that I hear is, <laughs> could have honored Hitler." Yeah. <laughs> There's our our Hitler reference for this segment. Oh, out of context, this show could be canceled in so many ways. <laughs> Texas U of L basketball line is available on DraftKings now. Eighteen and a half is what Louisville's opened as a favorite over Coppin State. Get it while well supplies last. Texture says. I, I know this. You might think this is, I'm not joking. I'm hammering Coppin State on 18 and a half. What's, so Coppin State, because Ken Palm has us winning that game by 20. They have played. We're not beating anybody by 20. <clears throat> Virginia Tech beat them by 45. Towson beat them by 21. Mount St. Mary's beat them by 24. I don't feel like it's enough. These, these results aren't lopsided enough to make me feel like we can cover 18 and a half. What do we know about Townsend and the other stools, though? Townsend is 2-1. and one. They lost to Colorado by 18. They beat Robert Morris by 4. Mount St. Mary's is bad. <clears throat> they lost to Maryland. Well, they lost to Maryland by 15. And not they bad. Yeah, not, not bad. Those are the only two games. Coppin State win, Maryland loss. I have no idea who their head coach is. Dan Inglestad. I've never heard that name. Uh, Dan Inglestad. Yeah, I don't know. I don't recognize that name. Texas says, I pulled into Hitler's driveway, and what do you know? An electrical truck sitting right there. Stop. Electric would never, would never help out Hitler. <laughs> Texas says, Germany's offensive invasion into deep Russia in the cold of winter during World War II is better schematically than KV's <laughs> offense. <laughs> Texas podcast listener here. Buzz Williams would not move the needle for me at all. Musselman and Drew are definitely the two most appealing names that you mentioned yesterday. I last Germany takes my my favorite. It was a great. Though. It was so good. <laughs> Musselman and Drew, I think, would clearly they would they should move everyone's needle. I don't know if they're realistic possibilities. Eric Musselman, the holdup with him is the same as it was a couple of years ago. You're gonna have to pay him a substantial amount of money. Um, I mean, their money is no object at this point. If you're gonna, if you're gonna win another four win season, right? I would hope not, but I mean, at this point, I'm just one. I mean, I don't want to say I want to overpay somebody, but I'll, I mean, again, money is no object. I mean, Scott Drew, I at this point, you wonder if he's just a Baylor lifer, but I mean, he's, I, I kind of feel he is a little bit partly. I don't know why. I mean, it's just me. I just I don't know. It's just, I just he has that, I have that feel. If he were going to make a move, this would be the time to do. He's 53. He's still like you know the next chapter. If if you wanted to coach somewhere bigger than Baylor and become like an even bigger name in college basketball circles. He could do it for 20 years here or somewhere else. Like this would be the time to make a jump. I don't, I, I think that we kicked the tires on him a couple of years ago and he said, thanks, but no thanks. Maybe he'd be more interested now. I don't know. I mean, I think all, I think every able-bodied white blood, red blooded American male will be vetted and, and female. And honestly, anybody who qualifies for the job will be vetted thoroughly and we'll see what Josh Hurd comes up with. We're not even putting limited humans. We're talking to dogs. Hey, Air Bud could win maybe four games, couldn't he? Roush did text in to say that he's awake. Well, now I wonder, I wonder how long he. I wonder if he took one of uh, the Roush Kelsey three hour naps. He sent in a picture of a, a mug of coffee. 
in his car. Thanks for listening, Ralph. Why are you texting and driving? Texas says, I just saw that Keon Menefield is redshirting this year and doesn't have an injury. I think I read that right. Think about that. He'd rather go to Arkansas and sit out for a year than start a guard at Louisville. That was a better pill. But I think that he, like, he still gets that NIL money regardless. And, you know, not the worst deal in the world. I don't blame him. I'd do it too. Yeah, he's I a, love Louisville. He's he's also, I mean, he's he's not on scholarship this year for them, which is kind of crazy. He's a non, yeah, but non- I'm, scholarship register. I'm sure, he's got I'm the sure NIL part of his nil contract sure, is yeah. yeah, paying for the scholarship. Yeah. Um But that would that mean if you're not on scholarship, I guess you'd be walk on, you still stay with the team in the dorms, right? Yeah, I mean so he's still basically he gets to practice with the team. He'll like I don't know if he travels to the road games, but he's like he won't suit up or play in any of the games. That's it. So if he's not on scholarship and Arkansas gets caught with strippers in their dorm, can they claim the North Carolina thing that the regular student was there? No, because he's a player. Ah, but he's, but he's but he's not on scholarship. Doesn't he, matter. Okay, it's on the team. Just curious. I'm I'm, not, I, I'm trying to remember where the NCAA draws the lines of hypocrisy. Well, they just make it up. I know. Texas says, <laughs> you all said L was a huge problem. You all consistently said he's not a point guard. He's, he's not. No. I'm, that's why I'm amazed he has zero turnovers. Texas, disregard what I said. I do think you all were harsh about L, though, but I recognize he is better with more guards around him. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the big thing. Like, he was put in a system to fail last year. The biggest problem last year was not L. Ellis. It was that we did not ever get a secondary ball handler to take any pressure off L. Ellis. Like, he... Plus, the entire offense was just run up, pick and roll with him, and just drive, put your head down, and hoped it for the best. It's shocking that when everybody for all of last summer was like, hey, man, I think we need another guard. Maybe get another guard. Let's get another guard. And the staff was like, nope, we're good. Shocking that like all those people were right that, that we need. I mean, we it was the most obvious thing in the entire world. We had one true guard in the roster, and they're like, we're gonna play positionless basketball. A bunch of big guys that can handle it a little bit. We'll be just fine. And we weren't remotely fine. It was unfair to L. It was a terrible system, and it worked horribly. And, and we're you know, not that far off from the same situation this year for the roster. Texas says someone should should someone tell that New Albany mayor uh, that the football season in New Albany has been over for weeks now, and at two and eight this year, New Albany was not the best team in the state. Ah, but their best team in New Albany? Is there another school in New Albany? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, it's a tough spot. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I need to. Yeah, I need to switch that out. I guess. Well, I have to I have to get one that. Thanks for thanks for pointing that out. I'd forgotten it was still there. It didn't that long ago. Well, their season, I guess, did. But football's still technically going on. You brought it up the week after they their season ended, where you're like, <laughs> you're like, they're definitely not the best team in the state. <laughs> Texas is so. If Louisville beats Coppin State. Will the win be an upset? No. We're like 18 and a half point favorites. If Louisville beats Coppin State, I will shave my head. No, you won't. Well, you want to do that anyway. You said that yesterday. I know. I was kind of Just looking about... for an excuse. We're going to beat Coppin State. If Coppin State beats us, I'll do it. We're going to beat Coppin State. Are you sure? Yes. Don't cop out on me. Texas, I know there was some urgency in honoring Crum, but I feel like it was a major gaffe for them to do it in the opening game. Should have marked a game later in the season to, at the very least, allow some more promotion. I actually agree with that. It felt... I was surprised that they just kind of and it, there wasn't any big desperate build up to it. Though. Like we had a, the big build up it was a nice build up for the Russ Smith thing. Everyone knew the 2013 thing well in advance. This when they announced the theme games like a couple weeks before the season, it was just kind of like thrown in there like, "Oh, we're going to honor Denny Crum." I thought it was I, I it did feel a little bit rushed. In tomorrow tomorrow's mental well, well, the mental oh, health mental health right. Mental health awareness day. <laughs> I mean, just- okay. Self-awareness, right? I mean, there's got to be. I mean, there's no way. You can't look at me. I'm going to try very hard not to swing tomorrow. Texas, Trevor, can you remind us what got you banned from Wikipedia? 
Uh, the, two things, right? Two things. The 72 Olympics, uh, which I'll still to this day swear by that we won the gold. We did. Uh, if I went on Jeopardy and the, the, the final Jeopardy question was who won the 72 gold, I'd be like, the USA. And that'd be, they'd have to drag me off the set without taking my money. Um, and the other is Enos Cantor changing his nickname to uh, uh, Mini Murison. You cha- you made that up? Yeah, because I like look like George Murison. I was like, so I'm just going to start calling him Mini Murison. That got you banned. That got, they, yeah, they, they, those are two things that got me. I think the Olympics one is the one that like was the final straw. Because that was the one I kept changing. Like I changed them both, and they like somebody changed them back, and like I changed them again. I remember like I got an email about the the Cantor one. Like you need to have like a show of reference that he's like been called that nickname. Like okay, can I send you something from the Big Easy and Sweeney show that I'm on? Like I sent it on there. That counts as a reference, and like, but it, apparently it didn't. And uh, he can call himself the un- Mini Undertaker on there because he wants to call himself that. But you know, please get it right. His name is now Ennis Freedom. It's whatever. And it's freedom. You know who doesn't have freedom? Wikipedia contributors. Right, let's take a break. When we come back, 5 o'clock hour is up next. We'll get into all the madness that's still going on today on the Thornton's text line and beyond. Here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Big X Sports Radio, 1450 and 96.1 FM, WXVW, Jeff. Well, I know what I've been told. You gotta work to feed the soul. But I can't do this all on my own. No, I know I'm no Superman. I didn't either, but I always thought the theme song was catchy. I did too. I remember the, the, the original theme is only like like 15 seconds of the song now, so it was kind of like I had to like actually pull the original song up. Remember that um, there was that period of time in like the like mid 2000s, early 2000s, where like there was like 75 different hospital shows on network oh, yeah. TV. At least this was like one of the few that wasn't like a serious one though. Right, you had that, you had like a Grey's Anatomy, mm-hmm. ER. General Hospital. Like now now everything's on. in Chicago and L.A. and CSIs. I think I've told the story. My, my first impression of Bellarmine, because I transferred in from, from Dayton, which was a very fun party school. I enjoyed myself probably too much. And my buddy, Kircher, was like going to Bellarmine. We've been great friends since high school. And he's like, you know, it's like a Thursday night. Come on over to the dorms. We, we have like, we're going to watch Grey's Anatomy. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, we'll meet some new people. Like, I show up, like, kind of like, like, like button up shirt, jeans like a case of beer, like ready to go. It's like eight other people just all wearing scrubs to watch Grey's Anatomy. I was like, okay, this is, <laughs> I may have made a mistake here. Like, I think you just said that like, you didn't get into scrubs either, right? No, I never, like, I, never I tried to, like my, I had a room, my, one of my roommates at Western was like, thought it was hilarious. And I would like, like you need to watch, like he read it like the season one. We tried, I was like, I think I remember sitting through it, but I just really couldn't, I don't know. I guess I felt like scrubs was like one of those shows. Like no one either like in the middle, it's either love or hate it. Like and I'm more I guess lean towards the hate. Yeah. Like it just didn't do it. I don't. I never found it. I never understood the the funniness of it. Zach Braff had a nice little moment in time there where he was hot. But was did you watch any? Uh, I mean, still getting T T-Mo- Mobile commercials. Uh, did you ever watch any uh, 
hospital show, though. No, not really. No, never die. Not really. I just felt like it was. I was too stupid. Like they're talking down to me. Same. <laughs> Five o'clock hour here, at the Mike Rutherford Show, fourteen fifty ninety six one. The Big X. Uh, a lot of people are, are have let me know the same thing that the text line did last segment, which is the spread is open for tomorrow night's Louisville Coppin State Showdown at the KFC Um Center. And Louisville has opened as an 18-and-a-half-point favorite. That's going to get bet down, folks. You think they opened it early so people would have time to bet it down? Rightly or wrongly, that's going to get <laughs> bet down. That will, I would be willing to bet that that goes off somewhere closer to 15-and-a-half or 16. What if tomorrow. it gets down to single digits? There's no way it gets down to single digits. If it does, I'll take Louisville. I will. It's Coppin State, for God's sake. Yeah. Really? I thought you said the same thing about FAMU last year, too. They how won. Much did, yeah, how much I, did we win that by? That was a Mike Rutherford guarantee, though. Yeah, but how much did we win by? Six. Okay. I guarantee that we would beat FAMU. I did not guarantee spread cover. Well, you, you're you guaranteeing a, a double-digit win tomorrow? No, 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 no. I'm okay. not even guaranteeing a win. I think they're going to win. <laughs> Don't bring the Mike Rutherford guarantee into this. We're going to win five I'm, games I'm, this year. I just want to make sure. I just want to verify. We're winning the game tomorrow. I okay. feel confident, but okay. I'm not I'm not putting the guarantee on. Wow. <laughs> Let me ask you this real quick. I'm afraid to say yes. So, let's say this season goes the the way that it looked like it's going to. We, okay. You know, another like, you know, whatever, five, six, seven, whatever your 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 bar is win yeah. season. Would you accept a third straight year of this next year? No. Regardless of who the head coach is. Mm. If, if, if Okay, I'm sorry. We went to the college football playoff this year. There's no guarantee that you're gonna play well in the playoff, but you get to the play you beat UK, you beat Miami, you beat Florida State, you get into the playoff through a wild sequence of events but you have another basketball – you have a third straight single-digit basketball win season in 2024-25. Kenny Payne's the coach or not? That, no. Smooth, well, we don't know. It's either – it could be Kenny Payne. It could be somebody else. Almost kind of – I mean, I guess if it's somebody else, it's not a good thing, right, if you went for another four-win season? Regardless, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think good. it would be worse if you had a, a new head coach. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, year it doing might the same be thing. bad, yeah. If it's Kenny Payne again, it's like, what, are we, what do we have to do? <laughs> <laughs> the guy's lost 80 games and he's won six. <laughs> yeah. At least, yeah, at least if it's Kenny Payne, we, 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 we're, we're knowing we're going to suck, you know. Um, would you take that deal? To, to appear in the conference term or to win the playoff? To be in the playoff. You know what? I'm going to say no because in Jeff, Ooh. I trust. You think he can do it on his own? I think Jeff can do it on his own. I say F you, Joe Boo. I, I do say F you, Joe Boo. I do it on my own. <laughs> I'm taking the deal. I want to be. The playoff would be great. All right. I'm say, telling you what's going to happen. Like, like, you know, Lizzie Borden's on a, on a trial at your house. I, I still would take the deal. Being no guarantee that you don't get blasted by seventy-five points to Georgia, I still would want to. I want to ride that high. I, I want to have that experience. Now, the thing that sucks about this situation right now is, if this were a year into the future, like we're like we're we're all excited right now. You know, we're going to find out where we are in the new CFP rankings tonight at seven. But we assume we're going to be somewhere in the top twelve, the top ten, and and that alone wouldn't guarantee you a berth in the the CFP because. You've got five bids that are going to four that are going to go to automatic conference champions, five that goes to a group of five team, and then the next seven spots of the next seven best teams. So just being in the top twelve alone doesn't necessarily guarantee you a spot in the playoff. But if we're like number nine, like we would know we'd be right in the thick of it. And God, how exciting would that be? And also, you know, then we 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 look at this and say, well, it's not just about getting into the playoff. If we could be in the top eight, if we're somewhere between five, six, seven, eight, we're hosting. A playoff game, which would be just the coolest thing in the entire world. I, 
I, I hate the, the possibility of us finishing this year at like number nine or number 10 and, and being just one year too early with, with this great season. But like you said, I trust in Jeff. There's, there's no reason to think that we can't be right back in the same type of situation next year with maybe even a better team. But I want to go to the playoff, and I can't. I don't. I just. I just can't kick a guaranteed three straight twelve. I can't. I can't win. I can't take winning twelve games in three years. I don't think I could either. I would just have to give up. I would just have to like just take a year off basketball. I mean, go I'm, travel or something. I, 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 leave my family behind. I'm lucky. I got like thirty more on this earth. Dude. I need. I, I don't have time to waste. Okay. I need to get moving here. Let's get. Come on. Let's get the left lane going, people. But I also really want to see football win a national title. My I do too. I do too. Or or at least come like really close. I, mean, I never thought we'd just get a Heisman either, though. But I mean, you know. I, we've already seen that, which is very cool. Yeah. I mean, I would probably gonna go to any other Arab Trevor and be like, I would give you a thousand to one odds. I'd be like uh, Kevin, like you. Anybody gives me ten thousand to one odds, take it. When John Mellencamp wins an Oscar, I'm You're rich. Very rich man. <laughs> Are you at the point? So this has been a. There's an argument that has been overtaking my mentions on Twitter all day long. And one person started it by making a statement of where he is as a fan, and people have been kind of arguing back and forth all day long. I don't know if – maybe you're there. I don't know. Are you at the point now where you're finding yourself – it's so bad that you're kind of rooting against Louisville basketball because you feel like if it gets worse, we may fire Kenny Payne ahead of time? Because this guy made this point. He was like, I hate to even say it, but like – I'm in a position where I, I'm not rooting for the team. Like, like I, he's like, I hate to, the exact quote was, um, I'll, I'll never outright pull for Louisville to lose, but is it bad that I'm sitting here thinking that a loss isn't the worst thing that can happen tomorrow night? Maybe it'll force Josh Hurt's hand. And there are some people that are like, that's you know, it's terrible. I can't ever root against Louisville. There's some people that are like, you know what? If it's the best thing for the program, I'm kind of finding myself actively rooting against Louisville. When you watch these games, is there any part of you that is like, I kind of hope they lose. No, I don't I'm have the same to. Way. I can't Andy do it. Knows it himself. I mean, I can't. I can't get myself to that. I've point. bet against us literally in both our games, in both the spread and money line, and I still rooted for both of us and both person at both those games to win. I wanted us to come back and win. Um, I know there's some people that are doing this thing. It, I, this thing is, I don't really, and it's not because they're like, they're, and they, don't make yourself like a bad fan because you don't have. I agree. You don't have to do it. Kenny's going to lose on his own. You can root for us. It's not going to make a difference. Kenny sucks, and I, we're we're going to suck with him as head coach. So. Just sit back, be a good fan, root for us to win, but don't set the expectation too high. I said this after the Wesleyan game, and I still believe it. Whatever you have to do as a Louisville basketball fan to get through these five months or four and a half months, no judgment. For for one year, judgment-free zone for me. If you're going to every game and you're cheering because that's what you do, awesome. If you're rooting against the team because you think that we've got to move on and move on as quickly as possible because that's the best thing for the program, that's fine. Like whatever you have to do, if you if you're ignoring the games completely and pretending like they don't exist until we get someone else in here that can do a better job, fine. I don't think you're alone in that. Whatever you got to do for a year, I, I, hands up, I'm not judging you. It's this is tough. This is this is. I never thought we'd be here as a program, and. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Whatever you got to do to do, do it. That's all I can say. But it's been interesting seeing all these different opinions, and, and people are still very passionate in just different I mean, are you really rooting now. against the team, or are you just rooting against Kenny? I mean, they kind of go hand-to-hand at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a lot of text to get to in this hour. 502-414-1450. Next segment, we will take a look ahead to tonight's uh, college basketball slate, which is pretty loaded. we got some college yeah. football going on, but it's a big night. It's the first real big night. For college basketball, you know they they used to do the Champions Classic on opening night. 
Um, they did it for a few years, uh, and then they've, they've shifted now, taking it back to second week. I liked it as the first night. I thought it was cool to make a splash. The college basketball opening night for just a couple of years had some real cachet and made it sort of announced itself, and, and now the first week has been just sort of like, eh, like eh, kind of a thud. But these games, I know we you hate to admit it because it's UK and it's Duke and it's teams that we aren't, but these Champions Classic games, they do big ratings. People get excited about them, and it's, it's a big deal. So it feels like college basketball is really arriving tonight. We'll talk about some of the games that are going to take place. But for now, you guys on the Thornton Sex Line at 502-414-1450. Texas Mike, I think you need to do an ad for Genesis Diamonds of Louisville. Different Mike for a different diamond. I got my engagement ring at Genesis. Well, Gen- I, get, I got it. I get it now. They're great. And not just because I was Mike Rutherford. The Genesis. But then, what, but, but then, but then what will Wendy do? Love Wendy. She's great. Helped me out a lot. Texas says there are different tiers for the 502 Circle membership that do offer autographed items. There you go. Oh, okay. okay. And sends in a screenshot to prove it. I believe you. Uh, Texas, we need a TK chair update. <laughs> have you gotten sandwiched in the chair anytime no, recently? No, but, but I'm I have, shocked. I, I told you, I, it's ever since I learned to like, well, two things I picked up. One, sliding it back more so it, 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 you know, I, I, it's more the wall instead of you know air when I go backwards. You're going to concuss yourself. Which, sadly, it did take me like three days to figure that out. You're going to knock yourself out. And also, I found, um, I, I kind of you know messed with the remote a little bit, and, and I found like a level that doesn't fall back or up forward too much. I found I think I found a good a good sweet spot. So you're good. Uh, so far, I'm good, yes. I, I have not, I've not, I, I think the chair situation may have resolved itself. Texas says you're sorry prof- to disappoint you. I'm kind of disappointed. I know. Texas says your prophecy with DJ Wagner won't come the KP gone after December 15th. Maybe. I just can't see KP not finishing that season, despite how bad I figured the season's going to go. I think it's very possible. Then again, I didn't, I didn't think there'd be any way we'd fire Petrino after at any point, so who knows. Texas, the big game is in the middle of the week this year, and I'm not even going to bother taking off work for it. I'll just watch a few minutes from my phone. What a depressing statement. That is. I used to always say that there were like, there were four days. That's really depressing. There were, there were four days where you could wake up, and you just it, it felt like a different day right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And one was Christmas. One was the day of the UofL-UK football game. One was the first day of the NCAA tournament. One was the UofL-UK basketball game. And, like, Texas right. Like, like last year... I, I don't even I don't even remember. Did we do a show before the game, like the, the Friday before the game? Like I don't remember any because we knew how it was going to go. Was show? I thought was wasn't it a weekday last? No, it was on Saturday. I think it was Saturday. Yeah, it was New Year's Eve. There was just no. I, I don't even remember. I mean, I went. I, I just, well, I didn't know. I had to look it up. I just looked New Year's Eve on Saturday at noon. Like I remember going out to dinner with friends on New Year's Eve last year and following. I remember. I remember that the TCU Michigan football game was going on. I don't even remember watching the basketball game. I, I think I, I'm sure I watched it like in my basement and just kind of passed the time. But like, there's nothing about that game that stands out to me. I, I do remember Jay Wright calling it and saying that he like you know Kenny Payne had a good game plan and he saw that but yeah it was just it it, it sucks man yeah the Jay Wright thing might be most stand out because that was what like all you fans like look he's, the winner gets Jay Wright or... there's pictures of Josh Hurd talking to him before the game I was yeah. like please I'll give anything what was the what was last year's final I honestly like I, I know that we lost lopsided a, a lopsided game <laughs> well that's a good guess I know that was every game but, like I couldn't even <laughs> tell you like if it was like a, a I, honestly, I don't. Bro, I'm going to say, eighty six sixty three. That's correct. Are you kidding me? You nailed it. I'm gonna call you the carpenter because you nailed it. I must have seen it somewhere recently. Okay, I, I, I'll give, here's another one for you. 
You, asking the leading scorer for Louisville is easy because it's probably. Hell, Ellis. Yeah, I mean, I, was, I mean, it's just like. I do remember him playing it's like, like kind of well. Like the old Chris Rock when he, he took Black History. He's like, I changed everything Martin Luther King. <laughs> uh, who was the second leading scorer on the team? Jalen Withers. Uh, that is incorrect. Jalen Withers was 0 for 1 with two points. <laughs> um, <laughs> In a Jaylen, typical Jalen Withers fashion. Mike James seems like a safe bet. Uh, Mike James was fourth with eight points. Only half field. Only half field was right. Ding, okay. ding, ding, ding. Five of seven from the field with ten points. I don't want to talk about the game anymore. Meanwhile, you can't two guys that scored. I don't want to talk about the game anymore. Okay. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't like it. I like a meltdown in 2018, like that that, that dismal season where, like, you know, we had season tickets. We went to the UK game. And like we knew it was going to go poorly, but Tutu had the long touchdown, or Malik had the long touchdown run to make it like thirteen seven. But when they started blowing us up at, at halftime, and all these UK fans around us were like going nuts, I was like, I got to get out of here. I was like, we got to go home. I was, like, I, I was like, I cannot take this. I cannot deal. I hate the game anyway when we're getting beat. But like, I really, as bad as we are and as little expectations as we have, I still can't be in this this situation. I, I don't want to watch us get blown up by UK and get smack talked the entire second half. So we went home and we just drank a lot. I mean, I'm sure that you can count on one hand how many games you probably left early. I think I legit think that was the only one. I can count on one hand probably how many games I've not watched all the way through, no matter how the result. There are very few. Texture says, also, if we lose the Coppin State game in the next two, I will be fairly upset if KP isn't fired on the spot. You at least give him the chance to go win a big game. But to be honest, losing to Coppin State means you have a less than 0% chance of winning the next two. So never mind. Lose to Coppin State. Fire pain immediately. I'm rolling Coppin State money line. If they lose tomorrow night, I will advocate for firing Kenny Payne. I'm already advocating it, but they're not going to do it. I just don't think they're going to do middle I, season. I mean, yeah, I, I, there, there's nothing. Whole, I'm, not, I'm not being like, you got to give him a chance. Like, if they fired him today, I'd be like, cool, let's 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 go. But if they lose tomorrow, I will go from being like, I don't really, you know, it's going to happen to like, we can't keep doing this because we're going to lose every game if we lose to Coppin State. <laughs> well, we lose to Coppin State, but then we win like 14 in a row. If we lost to Coppice and then won the Empire Classic, I would have no idea what to do with myself. <laughs> like we beat Texas and UConn in back-to-back games. I'm like, I, I, what? I, I have no I, idea. I honestly, I honestly, maybe start questioning every decision I've made in life, like George Costanza style. My brain would just blow. Like, up. I just, do I really hate salad? I mean, is that is dubstep really just annoying? I mean, do, maybe, maybe I, maybe I actually do love the Godfather. I'll actually say I would question if, every decision I've made in life. If we lose to Coppin State and then win the Empire Classic, I'll, I'll have to stop doing the show. I can't do it anymore. Nothing will make <laughs> sense. Show. There'll be no. This world won't be. I won't think that anything is real. Like I will have an existential crisis, and I will have to stop doing the show. I, I can't do it anymore. Texas, I'm confused about the context in which Griffith made the attendance comments. Who did he say this to, and was he serious? He said to Eric Crawford, and he was very serious. If so, how long does he think we can afford to have this kind of attendance? That sounds disturbingly unrealistic. Well, keep the, the quote was made at Kenny Payne's introductory press conference, and he was referencing the fact that the attendance had been so bad at the end of the last Chris Mack season. And he was like, "No more six thousand people at games." Like that's what he was. He he thought Kenny Payne coming in here, big time excitement. We're getting twenty thousand per game right away, and it just it has not happened at all. Attendance figures is in terms of like the uh, is a small drop in the bucket of the financial part of things though it is but it doesn't help no it, it, that's it's that's more of a like just, business around you though yeah just the way, the way you you see louisville with, with no one showing up like financially does it hurt i mean it doesn't help 
But I mean, you're, you're losing you're, like 250k per game. Yeah, your two your TV contracts and stuff like that. That's that's where your money is. Your Texas revenue. says I think that Kenny hates his job. Jerry Eves probably make him, made him take it. I don't think that Kenny Payne's like is happy at all, and not just because how can you be happy the way he results? I mean, there's no way. I think he, I feel like he's miserable. I do. I mean, you've got to. I mean, if you're coaching at this level, you've got to have like you just you have to be competitive. There's no way you can be happy. Texas says on the wouldn't the KP buyout be more on the U of L Athletic Association and the board or whoever the president was at the time? I thought ADs normally picked the candidates, but the actual financials were done with the others. I think everybody was involved in it. I think that Josh was involved, and maybe he was less involved because he was the interim at the time. I don't. Whoever made the deal, it was a it was it was silly. The the buyout was dumb. Texter says, I think Jeff breaks out the trick plays this weekend. I think he's been slow playing that stupid QB run that we've all complained about with our backup. Look for a throw with a huge gain. I don't think he's like, – I, everyone keeps saying that. Like, why else are we doing the Evan Conley, the uh, – was it the Concat? What did we decide we're going to call it? <laughs> I thought we were going to call it a uh, brain out. fart. But, like, everyone's like he's only doing it because to set up a trick play. Like, I genuinely think that he sees how much available running room there is for Jack Plummer – if he keeps it on some of these gives to Jawar Jordan out of the shotgun, but he knows he's just not fast enough to take advantage, and so they're trying to take advantage with Evan Conley, who's got a little bit more of a, a pep in his step, and it has not worked so far. Like I think that's what they're thinking is. I mean, they've called a couple of design runs for Jack Plummer that despite him not being fleet of foot, he still picked up six, seven, eight yards just because of how much the defense is selling out to stop Jawar Jordan or stop Isaac Grind or whoever's back there. I think that's their thinking. I think they feel like that there's a, a whole portion of this this playbook that they they can exploit defenses with that they can't use just because Jack Plummer's not fast enough. Did we run a trick play in Virginia game? I don't think so. I was going to say, I mean, did we run when Duke was the fake the fake flea flicker, right? Or was that Vautech? That was Vautech. Okay, because I knew we, I thought we ran one in Vautech because that was Vautech. Because I feel like we've run at least one per game. And every time we're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I we should have saved it. We're like, well, he says he's got plenty, and he does. I, I don't think we ran any against Duke either. We've been, we, we might not have. You the, might be right. The playbook's about been a little bit limited recently. I'm, I would not be shocked if, if the situation might. calls for it. If we see one on Saturday, he's, uh, maybe yeah, he maybe is saving it for something coming up. Texas says uh, TK used we too much. Oh, never mind. I think he, think he said something else for a second. I was like, how is that possible? <laughs> have you seen the way the season's going? That's the Trevor quote. If we're going to suck, we might as well suck the best. That's what she said. <laughs> I mean, nothing worth doing you don't do right. <laughs> Texter says, and seeing U of L playing kind of makes me smile because I know we're sucking the best, like Trevor's mom. <laughs> My only problem with the Allen Electrical ad is like it kind of makes me smile. Well, does it or doesn't? Like, there's no kind of smiling. <laughs> you either smile or you don't, buddy. Just say you're smiling. <laughs> kind of makes me smile. Maybe, does it? Well, maybe, maybe maybe it's only kind of because he knows Alan Electric's great at his job, but he hates his neighbor. He's like, he doesn't want his neighbor to get good electrical service. <laughs> He's like, I want that bastard to move. It's so selfish. <laughs> so selfish. Texter says, uh, Mike, who are your top 20 coaching candidates all in order? No. <laughs> yeah, we've got, we've got four about 35 minutes. Go ahead and name them all. No, we're not doing it. We'll get that early cigarette break in. Uh. Texture says, so I have a question. Okay. My wife has had the same fall garden flag up since September and just changed it on Friday to a U of L Cardinal head one. Do I force her to change it back to the fall or let it ride? 
Well, we've lost the game. It's not like we're undefeated. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think I, you can let it. I, I think you can change. It. I, I think it's good to let it. Yeah, let the Cardinal ride. If we were ten and zero when she was doing this, then you'd have to divorce her. Yeah, I did. <laughs> There's no question about that. Just kick her to the curb, dude. Yeah. No, no questions asked. It's done. Um, It'll be better for the, in the long run. Trust us. Yeah, I mean, if you've been doing it since like the pit loss. Then I I feel like you kind of have to keep whatever you're doing, but only if you just started after that pit game. Yeah, change it on Friday. So oh, I can't believe Pitt is two and eight. Like look at looking at the like, how are we not ten and zero right now with that pit team being the only loss? Unbelievable. So their only wins are us and like Cincinnati, right? No, they lost Cincinnati. Okay. How how where would that be though? They they had two wins only. It was against the other win was Wofford. Texter says, uh, Garendo, I'm pretty sure, is out of eligibility after this year. I believe he has a sixth year with the COVID thing. I he, didn't think he was a – yeah, I thought he had some time left, but I could be wrong. Just one. He, he's, his first year of actually playing a snap was 2019. So he played basically four years at Wisconsin, then the one year here. Like My understanding is I think he's got one more year left. I don't know. I, I To be honest with you, I, I have no clue. I just My answer to that question every time is going to be he has one year left. I think he's a five. Anytime anyone asks me anything about eligibility, I'm just like, he has one year left, I think. I'm just, just going to say to every answer to that. Texas handicapped the top three new b-ball coaches. No. <laughs> Texas Ruben Owens tattoo has won almost as games as Kenny Payne. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. It's, it's not even close. Ruben Owens is a 502. <laughs> Texas says, if the basketball team can win five games, can they hang a banner in the Yum Center that they accomplish the Mike Rutherford guarantee? Yeah. Rutherford Guarantee Champions, 2023-24. Put it up there. I feel like the number was higher in the summertime. No, it was just like, we're going to win more games. Wow. That was the guarantee. I thought we were going to win more games than, than five. But yeah, the, I thought you yeah, originally, I thought you started at like seven or eight, maybe. No, the guarantee has always been five. Okay. The guarantee I don't make lightly. Like This is a very rare thing. It has never missed. The Mike Rutherford Guarantee only comes out in absolute guarantee lock situations. We're winning five games. All right. Take it to the bank. Not saying who's coaching the teams, but take it to the bank. Texas says, I got a flat tire on a Tuesday. The vibes are off. No. Flat t- I hate flat tires. That's because I don't even know. I can't, you know. Can you change a flat tire? I can. I can't. That's why I got gold, get AAA gold. All you got to do is like pull up a YouTube video, and I'll show you how to do it. <laughs> Isn't everything on a YouTube video? Yeah, you could do it. Mean, I'm saying like you could do that easily. Okay. I don't know how to tie a tie on a YouTube video. It took me going to it. Like, I, I spent two years, I think, at Trinity before I really knew how to tie a tie. Yeah, see, I didn't have that luxury, but I mean, I like, worried about tying a tie in high school. That's why I didn't. And I tied it. I've got like four ties, and I've tied them, and I've, I've refused to untie them now. I'm that guy. That's what I did in high school. My dad, oh, would, still my dad would tie like three ties, and I would just like keep the knot. And you, like, over like after a certain amount of time, the, 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 uh, the, the bottom part gets so much longer than the, the actual tie yeah. part. It just, it just keeps inching its way down a little bit here and there. I think it was junior year where I finally was like, all right, man, you you get you got to figure this out on your own. Like, print it off directions. I think my, my, my dad's the best. He's a very impatient teacher. So, like, I remember him trying to teach me, like, before I was getting ready for high school. And, like, he just he just could not handle it. Like, when I was, like, learning too, too slowly or, like, not grasping things. So, I was like, you know what? I was like, I'll just figure it out on my own. So, like, for two years, we both were just under the, under the agreement that he would tie ties for me when I needed him. And then junior year, I was like, all right, I'm going to the internet. I'm printing this off. I've got to figure this out. It wasn't that hard. Texas is how much producing would you say TK does on a daily basis? Also, 
TK is still crazy about a Swift and Beyonce take yesterday. <laughs> what would you say you do here from a production standpoint? I'm a people person. Um, well, I can promise you I did six songs today on the. <laughs> you did. You, you always have the music. I did a podcast. But look, we ask, I mean, I ask you to basically be the co host. So, like, it's not like you're you want, yeah, you sitting ask, back there doing nothing. I'm more, I'm that kind of guy you gotta, you gotta, if you don't ask me to do it, I'm just gonna pretty much cruise. Well, I think we all know that. And <laughs> also, if you ask him to do it, he's he's pretty pretty much cruise. Well, yeah, you gotta ask me a certain amount of times. That's not, yeah, that's exactly right. I did like the the graphic that someone put out there right at the end of yesterday's show <laughs> with a picture of you next to Taylor Swift and, and Beyonce and just said standards. <laughs> hey, come on, I didn't get no love from my Newman answer, by the way, when you replied. It was good. <laughs> like a pretty, really pretty face. Like a pretty, I, but like, I, didn't, I didn't say I would like turn down to. I just my, my point was just because you're famous doesn't mean you're like the most beautiful thing. There there are millions of beautiful women out there that just aren't famous. Well, now they are because of Instagram, but you know, most Everybody's of them are famous. Yeah. Texas says um, if we're gonna be this bad at b-ball, the tickets need to be way cheaper. Come on, get in prices three bucks tomorrow. <laughs> Texas says, on yesterday's show, you said you would be open to Chris Jans at UofL. Maybe read into his backstory of his firing at Bowling Green. Also, playing the slowest pace in college basketball won't fly here. He wins. Yeah, anything's better at this point, right, though, right? He also left a kind of shady situation in Mexico State. Not saying that he's the—I mean, the thing is, like, every candidate that we get, because guys had Dana Altman yesterday and and, um, Andy Enfield, and you're all like, you know, there's a little bit of stuff like that. It just goes to show just how much shady stuff is happening in college basketball. Everybody's got skeletons in their closet. For the most part, well, we were, that's what I said. How quickly we've we've given up, we've given Chris Beard with, right now. People are saying Chris, bring Chris Beard in. It's like, am I am I the only one? Like like six months ago, this guy was like no touch. Like, yeah, no one wanted to be near him. And I mean, look, like these things. Yeah, Jans played at a, at a glacial pace last year. I think that was in large part because of the the team that he had around him. They won't. Like, he doesn't like to play that fast, but he's not. Well, I guess he is. Like but the last few years in Mexico State, he, they were super slow. But they're not like the dude at North Texas slow. He could, oh, yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> he could adjust. That, that dude does play slow. At this point, I mean, people were... Old Dominion plays that slow, too, if I remember right. You're right. Do, do you remember, like, in... When Mac was kind of on the hot seat? Like, we had a legitimate argument between the fan base about whether or not we'd want Tony Bennett. A guy who won the national title and was, like, winning the ACC every year at Virginia. People were like, I don't... I don't know. I don't like that style. To hell with the style. Like, if you're going to win games at a high level, like, you know how quickly we would go from hating the pack line defense to going nuts every time we forced a shot clock violation? Like, it would be so quick just because we're winning basketball games. Like, if, if, if style is no longer a, we are not in a position to talk about style. If, if you're going to win games here, you can play whatever the hell brand of basketball you want. Just win. Like, we need to get back to not winning. We're losing to Chattanooga by 10, for God's sake. We're talking about what would happen if we lost to Coppin State tomorrow. We need somebody in here who knows how to win basketball games. Yeah, yeah, I probably, yeah, beggars probably can't be choosers at this point. If you tell me to my face that you don't want Tony Bennett, that you would turn town Tony Bennett, given the state that we're in right now, I'm probably going to have to punch you. Wouldn't go well for me after that, but I have to do it based on principle alone. It's Tony Bennett, for God's sake. All the man does is win basketball games. All he does is win, 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 no matter what. Texas says, fun fact, the creator of Strubs was the showrunner for Ted Lasso, and Zach Braff directed a couple episodes. Hmm. There's a fun fact. I always just remember the dude from uh, Clueless is on there. Yeah. The dude was uh, Murray. Wasn't John C. Riley on that show or something? 
No, not John. No, what was his name? What is what was the like the boss? I can't remember. His name. It's not John C. Riley. No, I know who you're talking about. I can see his face. I don't yeah, know his name. it's, it's drive me insane. I'm typing Scrubs, of course, comes up as TV items. <laughs> it's his actual Scrubs itself. Um, you know, no, no, it doesn't matter. No one cares. Yeah. John C. McGinley. You can just keep that to yourself. It's fine. Well, maybe people cared. You don't know that. They don't, definitely don't want to talk about Kenny Payne anymore. Texas, I love how whenever Mike brings up classic wife problems, Trevor starts talking about his mom. <laughs> we both have women problems. We do. You ain't lied about that. <laughs> Texas, I've emotionally checked out, so I honestly didn't uh, care if they win or lose at this point. Either way, it's a wasted year. It, it feels like it, for yeah. sure. I'm, I'm texting if it makes you feel better. I was there three months ago. Texas, I texted in on December 18th and said we're one-third of the way into the season and asked what Coach P- KP's coaching philosophy was. We're now 35 games in. What would you say KP's coaching philosophy is? We don't know. Make my life miserable. <laughs> is this philosophy? I think KP wakes up every morning and go, how can I kill Trevor slower today? It's personal. Yeah, I think it is personal. It is. He's friends with Brian Brown, and he's taking it personal. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll read through as many texts as we can, then we'll preview tonight's games uh, on the hardwood and the gridiron. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961. The Big X. He's there just to take good care of me Like he's one of the family Charles in charge of our days and our nights Charles in charge of our wrongs and our rights And I see I want Charles in charge of me Talk about underrated. By the way, congrats to uh, the, our Diamondbacks winning gathering with the U.S. Yesterday, despite not getting enough credit all season, he's so underrated. <laughs> Nobody talks about him. Charles <laughs> uh, in Charge definitely underrated eighty show, right? I'm not. Was not a big Charles in Charge fan. I mean, I mean, I didn't, I, Trevor, I was like four when the eighties ended. So like my my '80s TV consumption was like Captain Kangaroo and Sesame Street. I wasn't into to Charles and Charles. Well, those yet. started in like the seventies. <laughs> they were on in the eighties. My favorite part of Charles and Charles is recently it's been getting another refresh since Matthew Perry's uh, was like his first ever cameo was on there. And since his oh, I didn't know that. It's been showing it constantly of him being on there from nineteen eighty seven. I always think of Matthew Perry. He's got a very small role in a movie called "She's Out of Control" with Tony Danza, where he plays like the the uh, bleep hole boyfriend. Okay. He's like this snotty kid that's like he acts like he's a good guy and he's like, take my daughter out, and he finds out he's like just trying to take advantage of her. Very un- that's how you always think of Matthew Perry. <laughs> that's what th- well, I always like that's when I remember when I started watching Friends or when he came out with Friends. Like I was like, that's the that's the snotty bleep hole from She's Out of Control. You're the Tony Danza movie. I'd be willing to bet you're the only person in the world that thinks of Matthew Perry in that light. Do you think I'm the only person in the world that remembers that movie? I've never heard of that movie. The concept is Tony. No, 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 no
no, we're not. We're not doing that. We don't have enough time. <laughs> Texas, make them tell me. We've got 15 minutes left for you to get your thoughts heard on the Thornton Sex line at 502-414-1450. Then we'll talk about the big games ahead in the night of sports, uh, mostly college basketball, a couple college football games going on. Uh, NFL sucked last night. NFL's gone until Thursday, which the uh, it'll, it'll be fun Thursday night though. Bengals Ravens, Burrow Lamar. Should be good. I'm not being hyped in this. I know we're going to lose the Monday night. We never beat Andy Reid in the, in, the, in the Chiefs, whether it's Super Bowl or regular season. It'll be fun, though. I'm excited about I it. I got Monday football this week. Texture says, uh, 502-414-1450, there is some Twitter competition for best Louisville radio personality. Mike is winning his heat in a runaway. Trevor wasn't nominated. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Well, that's not fair. Let's get Trevor in, involved in this. Right, I'm used to I haven't it. seen this. Let's... Somebody send me the link. We'll get Trevor in there. Texas backdoor cover at the very end uh, to cover 27 and a half was the highlight. I don't know what that's about. Who covered 27 and a half last night? I don't know. Well, it wasn't Purdue. Texas says, I'm there as far as rooting against the team. There is no salvaging this coaching hire. I want us to lose every game so that the former players in the KP Mafia have nothing to complain about and we'll shut up about this forever. Mom, I, the, you, this team could go win, not, not win another game the rest of the year, and they're still going to have – if you're, if you're gung-ho KP Mafia, you're not going to let go of it regardless of how many wins you have. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for the most Maybe part – Trey Flowers would have been different. I think for the most part they've they've let go. It, it seems like there's not much of that, that talk anymore. Everyone, everyone's kind of this – now, I don't know if that changes if we like go out and beat Coppin State by 30 and people are like, hey, let's see how they play in, in New York. But for the most part, I think – the fan base is 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 largely unified here. Texas says outside of the letdown, uh, recruiting has been with KP. How much more of a letdown has it been as him being paid as a big man whisperer? Well, the big men have not been have not been whispering. Well, it's easy to whisper when your big men are like you know Carmody Towns and Demarcus Cousins. Yeah, <laughs> Anthony Davis was pretty good already. When he got yeah, there. I mean. We get, I mean, his, what, which one improved under him? I mean, Josh Harrelson? Harrelson's the guy they always point to. That's, you say KL can't develop. What about Jorts? I'm like, it's one guy in 15 years. Yeah, and there's a reason why he was – I don't know if there's a bunch of development. Was he was just open every time because everyone was double-teaming Terrence Jones. Well, that was just us. That too. At a certain point in that game, I was like, all right, he can catch the ball and dunk. Maybe we need to do something different here. We're, we're just leaving him wide open under the basket. And then he hit the three, and I was like, I'm in hell. This is this is the worst. Worst part about that game was before it, we were. I was. I remember doing a show for Sean. I don't remember, I can't remember the registration we were on at the time, but and I was just, it was just tongue in cheek. I was joking. I was like, if we get beat because George scores like twenty on us, I'm just gonna just put my head through a window. I don't remember what I said. It's they always good. have that guy. And then, uh, God forbid, two hours later, George kills us. See, we remember that game though. Like this year, I don't think we'll even remember. That, that was also my first ever UL UK basketball game. Imagine the scene if we. If Kenny Payne's gone and we beat UK, then then you're like your hypothetical of us being pressured to hire the interim would be potentially true. We beat UK <laughs> with no coach. Texas, I'm convinced that KP is trying to run this team like an NBA team. No defense, positionless lineups and roster. Just roll the ball out there and let your athletes do their thing. Yeah, I mean, too bad we don't have NBA talent. I still don't, just don't know what he's doing, and I. I Maybe, but then we have a system that he's trying to run on offense where we're moving the ball five times before we shoot, which is not very NBA. I I don't think anybody knows, including the players. What no, I, exactly I do see the NBA in his, his offense a little bit where he just basically wants you to spread out, run two on two, and then kick it to somebody for a three or a layup. That's, that's what the NBA does. 
of the pick and roll. Yeah, but we don't do that. We did that last year. We didn't, we're not doing that so far this year. And we, we well, I mean, we, we try to do it. The problem is, is we a our bigs don't know how to set proper picks. B, even when they do, our guards still can't get around them half the time. And C, when they do get double teamed to kick it out, our guys can't hit shots. Besides that, and though, D, we suck. Besides that, we're rolling. <laughs> yeah, but besides all that, what else is the problem? <laughs> Texas, good lord, attendance and ticket sales count. Basketball was a thirty million part of their business. How much now? Not as much. Texas. I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's it's a small part of the the amount of money coming in for basketball. Texas, thank you for clarifying Griffith's statement. I read it as him saying we should expect less than six k a game for years until KP learns to be a, how to be a coach. <laughs> I'm sick and fighting a fever, and that added to me feeling awful a lot. No, that was he, he was very much in support of Kenny Payne. And he was predicting that we would no longer have an attendance problem when he was hired, which has unfortunately not been the case. Will Griff come out and say he was wrong? No. I know Eves won't. I mean, I mean he doesn't need to. Like, I, I don't blame... He doesn't the, need to, but I mean... I don't blame Daryl Griffith for like hyping up his friend to get the job. That's like, true. Like, if you got uh, the job as like a... What's the biggest sports radio state? If you, if you get a job like on ESPN Radio producing, I'd be like, hell yeah. Like, he's the guy. He's going to kill it there. He's going to be fantastic. And then if you fell flat on your face and everybody's like, I knew Trevor wasn't ready. He didn't even get the podcast up half the time. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'd be I'd be like, yeah, like I, I, I thought he'd do a great job. Like, I, I would, but I would hype you up as a friend. All right. Well, so you say you don't believe it, though? <laughs> do I think you do a great job at ESPN Radio? <laughs> Are you really going to put Next me in that Next text. <laughs> I just said I'd say great things about you. Next text, or I'm going to start playing Charles and Charge theme again. Texture says, what's the status of showing up to the Kentucky game shirtless and painted up? Didn't we say we'd do that if we were undefeated? Now, what was it? Yeah, no. no, the undefeated football was we were going to yeah, go to the UK. I think it was the UK game. Was it naked? It wasn't naked. It was wearing something. It was something that we were, we were going to pay. We were. I think was it we were gonna airbrush our chest, sounds like funny. the old school airbrush stuff. I think that it, sounds right. Yeah, but you, I mean it's moot now because we're not undefeated, but still, that yeah. I can't remember what that was now. There was something I got you to admit to do. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. it was, <laughs> we came awfully close. It would have been good. Texter says, uh, "I'm rooting against Louisville so that they will fire KP sooner. That's inevitable now. I'm rooting." I'm not rooting against Louisville so that they will fire KP sooner. That's inevitable now. I'm rooting against Louisville because I'm just completely fed up with the fact that these ignorant boosters, former players, and unnamed communities and groups in Louisville held us captive. They basically made us hire Kenny Payne. I want to rub their noses in what they have done so they can see how dumb they were. Sorry that was kind of spiteful, but that's just where I'm at right now. It's a little much. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, <laughs> but I get listen, when At this point, it's, emotions run high. Look, I, I mean, look. Uh, I was very against hiring Kenny Payne. I was too. I differed with the people that thought it was going to be a great hire. Like I don't, we we both were guessing. Like I wasn't one hundred percent sure that it was going to fail. And we tried to stay positive going into it. So it's not like I'm. You know, I want to do the thing where like I'm right and you're wrong and bathe in your wrongness and rub your face. Like like no. Like I don't fault you for thinking. We all want the same thing, which is Louisville basketball to be good again. Like they thought it was it was one way. I thought it was another. It, it's looking like the uh, you know. The way that we thought it was going to go is, is unfortunately going to be right, but like I don't think just because you had an opinion about something that you thought was going to happen that didn't take place means you just deserve to be bathed in wrongness. Yeah, no, I think yeah, I kind of agree. I think you need to. I understand the frustration, but it, I think anytime you you look the tears of infinite sadness, it needs to be from your rival or an opponent, not yeah, yourself, for sure. 
Texas, perfect timing. I took a drink right as TK said, tomorrow's the health awareness game, isn't it? Fortunately, I was outside with the dog because the drink went in reverse immediately. <laughs> Texas, every time that we lose a game and KP makes it another day, I sort of crap my pants because I know we're going to keep getting worse. <laughs> nice little twist on that one. I kind of kind of poop myself. Yeah, kind of poop myself. I turtle a little bit. Texas, I have an admission to make, okay? Okay. I had worn the same thing to every home game this year. I knew it was going to be colder at the UVA game, and I thought that we were 20-point favorites. What the heck? My shirt won't matter. I wore the cursed crew neck that I retired after Bobby's last game against UK in 2018. It almost came back to bite us, but I feel like the good juju has been brought back to the sweater. That's You're playing a dangerous game, my friend. Dude, dangerous you, game. Dude, I mean, you, I'll give you his 50 bucks. Go buy yourself a new hoodie. I mean, why you got to bring out something you retired on on, on that season alone? Mm. I mean, seriously, dude. I mean, you can't, like... There's a sweatshirt that I love that I just cannot wear because we lose every time I wear it. Hit me up. I'll walk, we'll go to Walmart. I can't we'll find you something, man. Mm. Texture says half or full Windsor. I usually do the half, but I can do a full if I need to. Is it, like... Um, it's a knot. Type oh, knot. okay. McGinney, I don't even know what that is. I, I, John I, I, C. McGinney. I'm a two knot man. Oh, McGinney is what he's. I thought it was. I thought it was a type of tie knot. You remember how you were the McGinney there, knot? Like no one cares about your scrubs. See, someone cared. So suck it. The tie guy cared. The tie guy cared. The tie guy cared. You got the tie guy. <laughs> Texas says, uh, "Why did you say you couldn't read my text about pink? We're not going down that road. We're not going to do it." Why do you think? Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean. It'd be, I mean, it was funny, but still, you just got to, I mean, think about it. Texas, I believe that UofL should be able to hire a very good basketball coach. A winning coach is heard capable of doing that. Well, I mean, that's the that's the goal. I, I would hope so. He's hired a higher winning football coach. I mean, look, we're, we're so early in this process. We Do you realize we have like four months of this? Because I don't know if Kenny Payne's going to get fired before December. There's all sorts of rumors out there. You, know, you mean buy out before November, buy out before December. He's definitely coaching the whole season. I, I don't know. I feel like we're all of the belief that this is going to be the last season. We're heading that direction. This is going to be a, whether it happens in November, December, or after the season, it's not going to change the fact that we're going to do this whole like candidates out there for a full four months. Remember we were doing this for like, it was, it was not that long ago. It was when's, the, when's the baseball season start from Coach McDonald? Pitchers and catchers report in like two days. Sweet. Let's talk about that instead. <laughs> Remember, like once Mac left in January of 2021, God, not that long ago. Like well, it's not been that long since we've we've been doing the same thing. But like every night, it was like, "Hey, Nate Oates won. I I would love to have Nate Oates." Like we're reacting on a game to game basis. Then Musselman would lose to Mississippi State or something. It's like I don't know about Musselman. I don't know. We're gonna do this for the entire college basketball season. That's going to be our interest in college hoops around here. And it's just it's gonna be exhausting. But I guess it beats the alternative, which is actually talking about this team and what's going on. Um, somebody sent in a pic. Uh, what are these pictures of? Right on board. I'm right on board with TK on his T Swift take. She's not ugly, but I don't understand why people think she's so hot. She's really not. She's attractive, but not drop dead gorgeous. Give me Lainey Wilson. Uh, I'm not sure Lainey Wilson. I don't know who Lainey say, Wilson is. but uh, I'm assuming country artist. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's just sometimes when it's just because someone's famous musician or actress or even actor, they just suddenly I feel like they just they get like they're the hottest person in the world. I mean, attractive, but yeah, T Swift is like girl next door, kind of cute. I don't know if she'd call her hot. I think she's very attractive. I mean, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't kick her out of bed unless she want to sleep on the floor. So, so the actor sent me the link to this 
radio host uh, competition. I did. I won the first heat decisively. Who'd you beat? Uh, Jeff Lightsey Jr., Mark Blankenbaker, and Phil Baker. I love. Phil I Baker. mean, how'd you beat a guy who didn't have a freaking show? He's got a podcast. I like. I like the guy. Don't get me wrong. He has a show. I thought he only did a podcast. No, they do Saturday mornings. Oh, my bad. Yeah, the guy does the one the Saturday. So now I'm in the second round against Dave Skoll, Jeff Lightsey Jr. also advanced, and Steve Rummage. I'm off to a, a big lead. Thank you for everybody's voting. I appreciate that. You, uh, you, you were not in the tournament. You were not in the tournament. I'm sorry. You didn't make it. Phil Baker. I know Phil Baker is. Phil Baker, he really does stuff over at 680. Phil Baker's the man. I believe you. He does the show with Nick Kern Digging on you, uh, you Sunday morning. You would say I'm the man, too, but I don't know what I mean. You are the man. <laughs> I, put you in, I put you in my field of Louisville radio show host. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, not, I, you know what I don't need because because I'm that guy that doesn't need all the, I don't need, I don't need the accolades I know I know what I've accomplished. Texas was that Chris the plumber a lot of racist undertones there it, yeah it was not a not, not a great time. Texas says well, I missed that one I don't get the oh oh something about yeah oh, okay. Texas says uh, what's the oh the male high school liking the tweet of you with the I'm assuming that was like your uncle that liked that tweet with, oh yeah with saw, you and uh, Taylor Swift and I didn't notice that I wanted to text him and be like really John because that is his. I enjoyed seeing that that like <laughs> pop up I was like all right nice male high school athletics likes this because like, I don't sometimes <laughs> I forget because if you go to the it says it's him running the account but that's John I mean that's my uncle he's just like he he, he doesn't like create his own account he just runs mail as his personal account I love people that do that yeah and that's I mean. <laughs> I noticed that too. That was funny. The best is when business accounts kind of forget that they're business accounts, and like, or a guy just like doesn't want to take a time to make his own personal account. And so, like, all of the tweets will be, you know, "Hey, we're open today from from nine to five. Stop by and see us. Like, love to have you in there." And then it's like, "Kenny Payne sucks. You got to fire him now." Like in my mentions, I'm like, "I'm like, okay, like this. Maybe you know, don't do this from your business account. Seems like a poor judgment, but." Some people just don't want to have two accounts. He doesn't tweet stuff like he because when he tweets, he usually it's all about mail. But right, like he'll he'll like he'll like and retweet and repost like stuff like you know friends of mine and and mutual friends of ours as well. Texture says I'm 100 percent on the Kelvin Sampson train. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd kill for Kelvin Sampson to come here. I think he'd kill you. How old is he? Is he like what early 60s? I would guess. He's not that old, is he? Oh, 68. That's not, that's not, oh, that's not, I mean, that's still some years left. He could still give you, you know, five to eight really good years. I don't know. If get we, you I back mean, on track. Can we, st- I don't think we can take him from Houston. I, I just feel like he's. I, mean, I don't know if he'd want to leave at this point. Yeah. I, I mean, we were. 68 is old. I mean, we're a better program, but Houston's no scrub, so. And he's seeing them in their transition to the Big 12. I think the best thing for, if we wanted to get a guy like Kelvin Sampson, the best thing for him, for us, would be for them to kind of fall flat this year and just not be that good, which I don't think is going to happen. They or play. He overdoes his cell phone bill. Yeah, well, it's no longer an issue anymore. Oh, we got to figure something out. The Instagram likes. <laughs> uh, we've got to, we've got college hoops and college football tonight. We will make some some picks here. Uh, it is uh, another Maction Tuesday. Three Mac games. We'll see what the best one is. Uh, God, these games are bad. Uh, the be- well, the best one actually is on ESPN two at seven o'clock. Toledo is nine and one. Still an outside shot at that group of five bowl game, I guess. They'd be competing with Liberty and James Madison right now. Can't play in a bowl game. Toledo's 9-1, 6-0 in the MAC. On the road, taking on Bowling Green, who's 6-4 and 4-2 and and in the MAC. Toledo's a 10-point road favorite. TK, who you like? Rockets win, but don't cover. That is Toledo's mascot, right? Yes, you got it. I'm gonna, Toledo's only loss this year is a two-point loss at Illinois to start the season. 
they've been pretty dominant recently. The best uh, seven tonight, though. Yeah, I, I I can see that. They've got a couple of narrow wins on the road in the back. I'm, I'm going to say they win. How about this? I'm going to say win right at the number. They win by 10. Push. Okay. A little push. A little push. Ba- college basketball tonight. Big night in college hoops. Uh, first game, 7 o'clock on ESPN. Duke and Michigan State. One of these two teams is leaving the Champions Classic with a 1-2 and two record uh, in Chicago. Duke is a 3.5-point favorite. TK, who you like? Duke to Duke wins and covers. I like Duke to win and cover too. Yeah. If you watched, I watched a decent amount of the, the Arizona game over the weekend. Arizona just exploited the fact they don't have like a real center, which is an issue for them moving forward. Uh, Michigan State can't exploit them in the, in the same way. Michigan State also is just shooting a they're like two of thirty four from three or something abhorrent in their first two games. Uh, I think Kyle Filipowski goes off. Duke wins tonight. Eight o'clock on FS1. Marquette on the road taking on Illinois. Number four versus number twenty three. Illini are a one and a half point home favorite. Should be a great atmosphere. Who you like here? Uh, Marquette with the win, so take Marquette in the points. I'm gonna say Illinois wins. I, I think that they, they can. cover then. Win and a half pretty small. So. Wins and covers. I, I think that they they're shooting the ball real well from the outside. They take care of it decently. I don't think Marquette can disrupt them enough. And then 9:30 or like 10, Kentucky taking on Kansas. KU six and a half point favorites. What do you like here, Trev? I like this. This was one of those games Kentucky doesn't sometimes always loses. I'm taking Kansas to win and cover. Kansas by 10. This, I don't know what to make of this Kentucky team yet. I'm very curious to see how they come out and play tonight. I know Hunter Dickinson's a huge advantage for KU. I love the over bet. That's my big bet. But I'm going to say Kansas wins and covers as well. I'll say Kansas. So, Roush, TJ, get to bed early tonight, buddies. Everyone have a fantastic Tuesday night. We're back here tomorrow at 3. Go Cards. Go Jayhawks. The new boy in the neighborhood lives downstairs and it's understood. Kentucky Alice, only locally owned sports talk, 1450 and 96.1 FM, the Big X Sports Radio, WXVW, Jeffersonville.